You're listening to Omega Man Radio. T minus 10, 9, 8, and the clock is operating. We're underway. yourself in if you listen we can hear god's plan because the show is about to begin you're listening you're listening to the omega man radio network tonight. Join us in the chat room, and remember, 96K Stereo Stream is running right now. Stand by. Hello? Well, hello, Pastor James Mobley. How are you tonight? I'm good, Shannon. How are you doing to, to tonight? I'm praising the Lord. Uh, every right. every uh, day is another day. Uh, we can battle the host of hell, so praise God. Uh, Pastor James, I have you live on the program. Uh, welcome back. Uh, for those of you just tuning in, this is Omega Man Radio. We've got Pastor James Mobley here every Wednesday evening bringing a word from the Lord. Pastor James, tell people about your ministry and um, how they can get in contact with you. Well, the name of our church is Call Out Assembly Church. Um, our phone number is 
646-9745. We meet at 1370 West North Avenue, Melrose Park, Illinois, 60160. Uh, on Sundays, we meet at seven. I mean, 11 o'clock. And on Tuesdays at 7. And that's pretty much it. We do do deliverance every seven. Well, praise God. And Pastor James, uh, will you start the program off tonight with some prayer? Sure. Gracious Father, we are so unworthy of all of the many blessings that you have abundantly poured out on us. Father, we come to you and we want to thank you for allowing your son to shed his precious blood on Calvary Cross for our sins, O oh God, and not only for ours, but the sins of the world. O oh God, we cry out to you once again for mercy, O oh God, for we need your mercy, O oh God. We need your love. We need your grace. We need your compassion poured out desperately upon us and upon this world, O oh God, upon this country. O oh God, for we have rebelled, this country has rebelled, and walked contrary to your word, and unfortunately many of the believers also. Oh, God, and we need your help. We need you to enlighten us. We need you to strengthen us. We need you to help us tonight. You rule in heaven and earth. Oh, God, we see some of the problems, oh, God, but we don't know how to fix them, oh, God, but we turn our eyes up on you. We call for you today, oh, God, to just send angels into heaven to stop all the demonic stuff in the heaven that would try to block and hinder what you want to do today in the earth and in the minds and the wheels and in every individual. Oh, God, we pray that the angel of your presence will stand God and fight and stand up for us and prepare us and help us to get out of all the bondage that you did a lot. Father, we call on the Lord of hosts that stood up, Father, for David when he was up against Goliath, we call for you, the great I am, O oh God, that brought Israel out by a mighty stretched out hand. We call on the great I am that's right in the middle of us today. We need you, Father. Please don't turn us away. We ask you to work mightily today and open up our understanding and filling us with the knowledge of your will that we'll know what the hope of your calling is, the exceeding greatness of the power just with who believe. Father, you can handle everything that comes against us. Every witch, warlock, every demonic entity, everything, the stronghold, shut them all the way down. All the demonic wick, put walls of fire between them, O oh God. And as you bring us out, we pray that the wicked demons will be destroyed that are trying to follow in pursuit to overtake and, and, and break us down. We pray that the armies of the Lord will be sent forth in every place in the earth and in the mind, the will, the wherever the enemy is at, Father the valid fight for us. We pray that this enemy be still. And, oh, God, we pray that the word of God, oh, God, will be enlightened, that you'd give us a heart to receive your word. And let the word do a work in bringing us out in Jesus Christ's name. Father, now we commend this time and every individual that is listening to you and to the word of your grace and able to build us up and give us an inheritance among those that are sanctified in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, Pastor James, what does the Lord put on your heart for tonight? Well, uh, I've been led to kind of um, deal with uh, another message from Arizona repentance. I had another message that I 
had planned to preach, but the Lord gave me a change of heart and gave me to deal with this a little bit more in some areas. Uh, uh, I, I believe that this is an area, as I've seen over the years, that is so important. And years ago, I used to have a real problem sometimes, have to preach sometimes the same message over again. But the Lord reminded me that we are much like children, and many times children have well intention of doing what they have been told to do, but many times you have to tell them over and over. And we can see sometimes when they're in rebellion and don't want to do what they're told to do, but sometimes they're just occupied by other things. And I, I, I'm praying and hoping and trusting the Lord to uh, do a work. I do acknowledge the Lord in every area, and I don't never want to minister or lose the opportunity to minister and not where the Lord really wants me at. Amen. Uh, Lord knows best. Uh, take the mic, my friend. Praise the Lord. Well, again, I don't know whether any of you that are listening tonight was listening last week, but I taught a message on repentance. And it is a message that John the Baptist preached. Uh, uh, he was sent before our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to prepare the way. Jesus himself preached it. And also uh, all of the apostles and the prophets over and over, they had to preach repentance. His enemy, because of his subtlety and all the things he does, Many times he manipulates people into bondage, into rebellion and disobedience. Sometimes people just seem to deliberately go there. And this is the error, brothers and sisters, I am convinced. In order to get the stuff taken care of in our life, it is a must. It is one of the first things that Jesus began to deal with, I believe, in his earthly ministry. Uh, uh, is called on God's people to repent, and those that did not repent, they was in the midst of the powerfulest preacher that ever preached. That's Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior himself, and still was not able to get the freedom that they need. But those that would humble themselves and repent, they walked away with the blessing of God, and that was a miraculous thing done in their lives. There's many times as I have ministered over the years and have even has been praying for individuals and spirits that was manifesting in them, they simply wouldn't wouldn't budge. They wouldn't come out. But many times as we stopped and had those individuals to confess certain sins and repent of those things and their ancestors sinned and cried out to the Lord for mercy and those spirits began to sing a different song. They began to plead not to cast them out, and that they didn't want to leave, but their power was broken through confession and repentance. There are so many things that can take place through these areas, and we need the word of God so badly. I believe the word of God would do what nothing else can. We can't replace the word of God. The word of God tells us, I believe, in the book of Acts chapter 17 and 11, he talks about the believers there. They were more noble than those that at Thessalonica because they gladly received the word. And they went back and searched the word of God out to see whether the thing that they had heard was true. And I, 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 I plead with you 
to please jot these passages of scriptures down and go there and read them and study them. It can only put a even a better foundation on the you because when you study the word of God, it is to it is designed to let you know without a shun of a doubt that you are right on target if it's true, right on target and where you need to be. And in these last days that we're living in, so many things that are coming after the believers and the enemy is trying to do everything to lead God's people astray through all kinds of different bondage, false teachers and all kinds of other stuff. We need to be founded on that good, solid rock, and we want to be where we cannot be moved. The word of God sometimes, brothers and sisters, we may look at it and we may don't think that we need it, but the Bible tells us uh, uh, that the word of God really is needed. Uh, uh, the Bible tells us that the interest of the word, as I mentioned all the time in our way, give light and give understanding to the simple. Sometimes we miss out. Sometimes we can't see clear enough, but the word is a lamp light to our path, the word of God says. The Bible tells us that the word of God is is is, is able to 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 just consume. It's able to, to consume things that need to be consumed. It is a hammer. It can crush the stuff that needs to be crushed, that cannot be consumed. And and there are many things that the word of God does. It is a restrainer. It do many things in our lives. So we need the word of God, and I am one that, probably spend the most of my time in the podium I'm preaching. You know, I just don't have enough time, seem like, to preach the messages that we need. You know, we can only spend so much time. But it's critical that we get the word of God and embrace the word of God in these days. Now, again, repentance is defined as began to think differently. Brothers and sisters, there are so many things that we have embraced as believers, and I've talked to believers that are holding on to things that are just violating Bible, but are not willing to even think about they could be wrong. This was the message that our Lord and Savior preached. Repenting, in other words, the people of God, he came to, the, to, 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 the, to his people, and they needed to begin to think differently. Brothers and sisters, over the years, I've had to change my mind about a lot of things, a lot of ideas, as I searched and read in the Word of God. Some of the things that I had been taught as a young man, and thank God for all the good teaching and whatnot, but some of the things I was taught as a young fellow, been brought up in church, and thank God for it, it blessed me beyond what I can begin to tell that was some of the things that I had to change. I had to be willing to take a different look at. If I hadn't, I wouldn't be at this point in my life today. I wouldn't have got some of the freedom that I needed. I had to start to reconsidering some of the things that I had embraced. We had to begin, uh, we must begin to to plead guilty. You know, it's so hard many times for men and women to just acknowledge, Lord, it's me. I'm the problem. In the beginning, when Adam and Eve got messed up, there the word of God says that when the Lord Confronted him about it, he says the woman, and the woman said, "What's the serpent?" This old enemy want to get us down and get us in the wrong place and get us to do things that are not right, and then he want us to hold on to it and not confess it. If we're not willing to acknowledge 
that we got problems, brothers and sisters, we're not going to get any help. Unfortunately, in the faith movement today, you got many are not claiming it. So I'm not claiming I got healed. I, I got sickness in my body. Many times coughing and I'm sick to the point where they can't hardly stand up. But I'm not claiming it. That's not Bible. The word of God says the man that came to Jesus that had the little boy that was tormented, he said he grieved his back with an unclean spirit. That is Bible. We are to acknowledge and cry out to the Lord for our need. Also, confess that I'm the one that's in the wrong. These are just a few definitions of what repentance would do. Now, we we talked a little about in the book of Jeremiah chapter 4 and 1, and we're going to just deal with this again real swiftly because there's so much more that I want to share with you. And you might not be able to uh, remember all of it, but uh, go back and listen at it later and go back and listen at it if you can later, get the CD and listen at it. I'm sure the word of God will bless you and minister some uh, minister to some errors in your life. In the book of Jeremiah, the Lord called God's people to repent and was a promise. Now, God's people, many times, they go astray and they do things that they shouldn't do. And and what happens when God's people go astray and go back into bondage of one kind or another, it messes their heart up again. One is born again when he received Jesus through, through faith or once they are regenerated. The Lord renews everything in the inside of man. But if man go back and walk in rebellions and backslide and do all kinds of Thing which most gods, most of God's people do at certain points, times in their life, and today it seems like just a way of life. Many don't seem to put any emphasis on today obeying the Lord. They just think and feel that the grace of God is so powerful, so uh, God loved them so much that they can just walk any kind of old way and everything will still be all right. But I assure you that according to God's word, when we go back and rebel and do those vulnerable things and get into things that God's word says, things began to get messed up again in our life. Uh, he says in verse 1, he says if, of Jeremiah 4, if thou will return to the Lord, to, if you would return, O Lord, turn, O Israel, unto the Lord, return unto me, if thou will put away thine abominable thing out of, out of my sight, then shall thou not be removed. He gave them a promise, as you would Turn back to me, repent, in other words. You come back to me and deal with these abundable things, then you would be established. You won't be moved. There are many of God's people that are moved backwards and forwards. They, they, they just don't have no stability in their life. And he said, and thou shalt swear the Lord thy God liveth in truth. Now listen to that. He said, in truth. And the only way we can really swear in truth, we've got to have that spiritual truth in us and judgment and righteousness, the nation shall bless themselves in him, other words, put their boast in him, give him glory and honor for all that is done. For thus saith the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, break up thy solid ground and sow not among thrones. If we don't break up that ground through repentance and crying out and sorry for our sin and turning back to the Lord, what is happening uh, uh, that ground is not broken, and we're throwing, we're sowing the seeds among thrones. The word of God is being sown among thrones. 
We cannot expect a crop. We cannot expect fruits. We cannot expect the word of God, according to God's word, to bring forth fruit that is sixty and a hundred forth if it's thrown, if it's sown among thrones. I believe that this is the problem, and this is reading so many believers are not really seeing any result in that Christian walk, even though they may be in service week after week and in messages week after week, but don't really seem to do no good because there is no real repentance and the ground is not being broken up. That ground got to be cultivated and, and, and plowed and left for the seed. Now, I know a little bit about gardening and stuff, and if you uh, don't break up that ground, I don't care how many seeds you pull out there, the weed, the throne is going to choke it, and you're probably going to get nothing out of it. Matter of fact, the Lord said there are some things that he do. If it's not, if we don't repent, he don't even rain on it, one pastor scripture said. But he says, throw, so not among thrones. He goes on to say, circumcise yourself unto the Lord and take away the foreskin of your heart, ye men of Judah, the habitation of Jerusalem, lest my fury come up on you like a fire and burn that none can quench. It because of the evil of your doing. Matter of fact, we get recompense if we don't. Now, what we want to look at right now, he says that we are to sow not among thrones. Well, there are a lot that the Bible has to say about thrones, these thrones, and we will not have time to deal with all of it tonight, but a few of them I want to share with you because I think that this will enlighten many and also help us to begin to head down that road so that we can get the freedom, the healing, and restoration that we need because if not, I think we would just keep on going along and we would be discouraged because many are trying to do this or get this done in the flesh or in their own power, and there's nothing we can do but turn to the Lord and confess our sin and genuine be sorry and repent of them, then the Lord will begin to turn these things around. Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 6, it says, he said, I will lay it to waste. In other words, uh, those that are, uh, that are in the midst of those thrones, he said, I will lay it to waste. It shall not be plowed, neither do, but there shall come up briars and thrones. And also, I also will command the cloud that it not rain on it. See, if we don't repent, if we don't allow the Lord to do that work in the heart, he says the thrones would, would grow in it. Now, thrones uh, uh, symbolize a few things. Before I go into what it symbolizes, in Isaiah chapter 55 and 12, most of you, if you're Bible, study, Bible students, you, 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 you are familiar with this chapter where the Lord called you to not buy wine, milk, and all that stuff, you know, and spend your money for that don't, that don't uh, uh, satisfy. He had called them to repent, and he said, uh, verse 7, let the wicked forsake his way to ungodly his thought and let him return to the Lord and I will have mercy on him, and I will abundantly part. Your thoughts is not my thoughts. Your ways are not my ways, saith the Lord. They are from high as heaven is apart. 
So uh, we need to understand that there is always a need to look at what God's word says and be willing to change. But what I want to get to about these thrones here, in verse 12, he says, if one will repent and turn to the Lord, he said, you shall go out with joy. In other words, this, when we return, he said, you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountain and the hills shall break forth unto, break forth unto you in singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. He goes on to, instead of thrones, in other words, see, when we repent and turn back to the Lord, he began to deal with those things that will destroy the seeds and choke the life out of us as believers, spiritual life out of us, so that the word and nothing else become fruitful. Throne, and shall come up fir trees instead of briars, shall come up uh, myrrh trees, and shall be to the Lord for a, for a name, for an everlasting sign shall not be cut off. Now, other words, he's saying, when we return and repent and come to the Lord, uh, uh, he takes those thrones away from us. Now, thrones also was a symbol of the curse that came on the earth when, when Adam and Eve sinned back in Genesis 3 and 8. He said the earth was to produce thrones. Now, thrones is a sharp plant, a plant with a stem with a little sharp point on it, and man, do they hurt. They are painful. Uh, thrones is a figurative of God's judgment. We won't go there, but jot it down and read it. Isaiah 30, 34, verse 13. It is a symbol of God's judgment. So when we go the wrong way and begin to uh, do things that are that are contrary to the word of God and live those lifestyles, God's judgment is poured out in those thrones uh, uh, there in our lives. Isaiah 32, 13 through 15, it is a figurative of unbelief. And unbelief is something, brothers and sisters, that we do not need in our lives. I don't have time to really uh, look at, Today, I allow you to look at in the scripture what unbelief does, but it hindered the blessing of God, and it caused many problems in our lives. Also, in the book of Mark, chapter 4 and 7, he talks about how that throne would choke the word of God, and the word would yield no fruit. Now, the last thing we as believers need in our life it's something that are choking the word out, which is a lamp light, which is uh, there to minister to my need, to bring comfort and healing and deliverance and just so many things. I don't need anything that's going to choke out something that are so important. But I believe today that it's choking out the word of God in many, people, many believers' life because it's not bringing forth the fruit. Also, Hosea chapter 2, verse Six through, really, you could read all the way through uh, verse 14. It's uh, another symbol of judgment there. He talks about the way one way would be a hedge of throne. In other words, when we go the wrong way, if we disobey God and God's word and walk in the wrong thing, don't walk like the believer, but walk in a bond of a thing and disobedient to the Lord, the word of God tells us our way 
become a hedge of thrones. A word when the path that we are we are kind of trapped in is a hedge of thrones, and I assure you, we probably won't find probably anybody that's able to just wade over or jump through or push their way through a hedge of thrones. Those things are probably uh, 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 just as painful as anything I have ever been pricked with. Thrones are painful. So he, he, he said that our way become a hedge of thrones. You see how important it is to repent so that we can get this hedge taken care of because the pathway, the road that we're traveling is a hedge of thrones, and we just can't jump out on our own. We need somebody, we need the Lord, rather, to take care of this hedge of thrones. Also in the book of Numbers, chapter 33, 55, it is a figurative of one not driving the demons out, the enemy out. When God's people did not drive the enemy out, as he told them they needed to do, he said those enemies would make them sin against them, and then again, that's what caused those thrones. He said, the enemy that you let remain, they would be thrown in your side and pricked in your eyes. So these demons that the church has not gotten out of their lives, you know, by repenting and understanding the word of God and just passing over those passages about deliverance, this third part of Jesus' ministry that has just been left alone, thrones have grown up in the believer's life. The minister's life, they are full of thrones. And the word of God has been choked. You should mean to tell me, uh, preacher, that, that much of the stuff that is coming out of the church is just not worthy of there are many good messages. Thank God for that. The demons you to tell past the world, as we've heard many times, say all the the churches, many of them, big churches and whatnot, so they get a few folks saved, and that's disgusting, but we rule and we control the whole thing. Until we get these things out, these things are controlling, brothers and sisters, according to the word of God, they choke the word out. Even if the word comes, they choke it out because the ground is not broken up. No throne there. And thrones and weeds and stuff always grow much faster than the fruits and vegetables does. In the book of Proverbs 26 and 9, it is a figurative of pain. So if we don't turn to the Lord and repent, it is painful. Our life becomes painful, the things that are in our life. Also, in the book of Matthew chapter 7, 15 and 16, it is a figurative of a false prophet. Now, brothers and sisters, the last place we need to have thrown that and this stuff working at is in the minister's life, a so-called minister that we're looking to to feed us or to preach the word of God to us. But he's talked about instead of uh, 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 the word of God, he talks about instead of uh, the blessing of the Lord coming up out of this, 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 this minister's life, in other words, then he talks about throne. You know, you cannot get fruits off of these throne bushes, other words he's saying. So he is saying the, the the minister himself that is a false prophet, and the Bible said many follow those false prophets, and, and it seemed like it was always more than the truth. He talks about they, they, they uh, men do not gather grapes off thrones and figs off fishes. In other words, is a figure of a false prophet, and that needs to be that needs to be pushed out because if that's what we're receiving, 
the false messages and all that stuff, it is thrown and it choked the word of God out. I mentioned last week how important it was in, in, in Jeremiah chapter 3 to repent and turn and stand in the way and quit running to these places, many places that people go to, they get in more trouble. If we would repent as the word of God says and separate ourselves from saying God, the Lord would do a work in our life, and he said, I'll take you the vine. If anybody know where we should be worshiping at and where we should be serving the Lord at, it is the Lord himself. And he said, I'll give you pastors after my own heart that will feed you with knowledge and with understanding. And we need to be able to see clear. Also, it is an agent of Satan. In Second Corinthians chapter 12 and 7, even Paul, as he was about to get lifted up in pride, and the Lord didn't want this servant of his to get lifted up in pride, and most of us is not 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 getting fall in the flesh because we got all these revelations and whatnot. It's just because of pride. But this man here said, lest I get exalted above measure that was given unto me a throne in the flesh, the message of Satan to buffet me, to keep him humble. In the book of uh Matthew 13 and 7, it is a symbol, and, and also verse 22, it is a symbol of barrenness. See, when, when, when we don't deal with these things in our lives, these thrones, and when, when these thrones are there, if our heart is not uh, taken care of and repentance and the Lord working in our heart after we have done things, after we've been born again and whatnot, brothers and sisters, uh, we become barren. Nothing is really uh, happening. If you would, look at Proverbs 24. Proverbs 24 right quick, and then we're going to move on because I got some other things concerning this, the same era pretty much that I want to share with you. In the book of Proverbs chapter 24, it is a symbol, a figurative of slowfulness. Now, there are many believers have been slow for they 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 many times even put the Lord and his work on the back burner. Twenty four uh, chapter twenty four and verse thirty one. He said, I went by the field of a sulfur, and the vanguard of a man void of understanding, one that was not able to really see clear, not really understand. And lay it was all grown over with thrones. This is what happened when we become slowful. And, and our hearts and stuff is not right. The thrones grow so fast, the mellows, the weeds and whatnot, they grow so fast. I used to have a little vegetable garden, and I, could, I had plants that had got pretty good size. But if I didn't get out there probably two or three times a week and cultivate that thing and pull those weeds out and chop those weeds out, guess what? Those weeds would come up, and they would seem to outgrow the vegetation, sometimes catch up with them and overtake them. And he said they were grown over with throne and mellows covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. In other words, there was no real protection. See, the problem that throne the mellows and slopeness and not getting our heart right with the Lord, and this we do not need. Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 19, listen at what the word of God says. 15 and verse 19. He said, the way of the slothful man is as a hedge of thrones. In our way, the way that we travel, the road that we travel, 
he said it is a wedge, a hedge of thrones. And then again, that is very painful if you have to be touched up or, or, or be stuck by those thorns. He said it's a hedge of thorns, but the way of a righteous is made plain. See, as the Lord began to work in our life, he worked this righteousness and all the stuff that we need in our life, and our way is made plain. David had gotten messed up. He said, well, where do we fit in? Well, David was a man after God's heart. He was a, a, a believer. He was one that believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. But after he had gotten himself in trouble and, 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 and committed adultery uh, with uh, Bathsheba, Uriah's wife, and had him killed, Psalm 51 shows us a real good picture of what was needed in David's life. The stuff messed him back up inside. He cried out to Lord, I'm guilty. Lord, I, 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 I acknowledge my sin. You know, in Psalm 51, I, I, I need you, O oh God, to really cleanse me from things that he mentioned here. He said, I need your mercy. We won't really get it unless we come to him and acknowledge our sin and return and, 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 and turn away. I need you to pardon me, O oh Lord. See, we can't get released from this stuff on our own. I need you to pardon me in verse 1. Verse 2, I need you to watch. In other words, I need a spiritual cleansing. See, there are things that the Word of God says about spiritual cleansing, and I don't have time to really deal with all of that. Set that out. But unless we come back to the Lord and repent, we will not get that spiritual cleansing. Also, he acknowledges sin. If we don't acknowledge our sin, as he says in 1 John 1, 9, uh, 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 we won't get that cleansing if we confess our sins is faith and just to forgive and cleanse them. Uh, he said, I sinned against you, and, 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 and verse, uh, verse 5, he talks about the ancestors' sin that shaped his life. So he went back and confessed that also. And he also, in verse 6, he talks about uh, you desire truth in the inward part. Remember I mentioned earlier about that truth. He said, that we are to uh, 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 magnify the Lord in truth. So we need that truth inside, that you make me to know wisdom. We need that wisdom. Wisdom is what the Bible talks about that would keep man in Proverbs from all the snares, the sexual sin, and all the other destructive, the foolish things that enter into man's heart. Now, uh, uh, he also so I need you to purge me with hyssop. And hyssop, hyssop was a type of, uh, like a grass, like a weed that was something that was, uh, I had to put the blood on the doorpost with in Egypt, but it was something that everybody could get hold to, real, real, like a faith. It was right there where people get through with, get, get a hold to it. He said, watch me and I'll be quieter than snow. In other words, when he got a cleansing from the Lord, I would be clean, really clean. So this is something that needed and that was repenting and needed to get it taken place. He said, make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which has been broken may rejoice. In other words, I need my joy restored. And unless there is confession and repentance and whatnot, the stuff that got messed up on the inside of him through sin and whatnot, I got tainted, it would not be restored unless David had humbled himself and 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 uh, repented. He said, "Hide not thy face from my sin, 
I, I, I mean, hide thy face from my sin and blot out my transgression. Listen at this next verse 10. He said, create in me a clean. In other words, David had to have have a creation again on the inside. See, when we are born again, we become a new creature. But he said, after he had sinned and messed up thing, he said, I need you to create in me a clean heart, O God. See, the Lord needed to clean him up again. Then he needed renewing, he said, and renew the right spirit in me. Cast me not, cast me not away from thy presence, and don't take your Holy Spirit away from me. In other words, don't let me be a castaway. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Uphold me with thy free spirit. He said, then will I teach transgressors thy way, and sinners will be converted. If the believers, if the minister, if the church don't really get down to business and, and repent and turn it around, then, you know, we won't be effect, effective as we need to be and getting uh, individuals converted and getting them to the Lord like they need. Also, the next verse, he said, deliver me from this blood guilt and from this stuff that I have allowed in my life. In other words, without repentance, brothers and sisters, without this, allow the Lord to do that work in the heart, the Lord will not, he wouldn't have got the, the deliverance that he needed. You just begin to see, hopefully, why Jesus preached repentance. And then many other things, but the word of God tells us that is a real need for repentance. If there's no repentance, there will be no reform. If we don't get reformed, the spirit will not be renewed in us. Brother and sister, there will be no real change or improvement in our life. Oh, we may put on that false appearance and may uh, have that righteousness that come forth that he talks about it just like the morning do. It soon fade away. Uh, remove faults. These are a few things that that take place when these when when we repent and confess our sins. Now, when we confess our sins and turn and repent, the Lord do a work in our heart. We many times will try to work on ourselves and try to do things in our life, but I believe if we don't do it the Lord's way, what we could end up doing is trying to do it in the flesh, and what we would do, many times we, the enemy will use that and cause us to drive ourselves and drive us to try to fix these things, doing it our own way, and, 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 and it will never get fixed. And if we ain't careful, we get wore out and we just want to throw up our hands and quit and say, forget it, because there's no change. You'd be surprised how many people that walked that road and throwed up their hand and said, I can't do it, I'm, I, 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 but they didn't take time or didn't get to the right teaching because the thing did not get taken care of. <laughs> the Lord wants these things to get taken care of in our life, and the Lord can, and we will take care of them. Uh, the Lord wants to do a work in our heart, and we need him to do a work in our heart, and that's what happened when we repent, Deuteronomy chapter 30, we want to start reading that verse uh, uh, 1. We're going to read pretty briefly. And it shall come to pass that when all these signs have come upon thee, blessings and cursing, which I set before thee today, and thou <laughs> shalt call them to mind among all the nations where the Lord thy God has driven them. Excuse me, something went down the wrong way there. 
I has driven them. I wouldn't care if it was delivering. I could say it was delivering, but something went down the wrong pathway there. Uh, uh, whether the Lord thy God has has driven them, and thou shalt say unto the say unto the Lord thy God, thou shalt obey his voice according to all I command thee this day, and thy children with all thine heart and with all thy soul, that the Lord thy God would turn thy captivity. See, when we return to the Lord, when we repent, as he talks about in verse 2 there, he said, the Lord our God will turn thy captivity. This bondage, the, the demonic stuff that are in the believer's life, the fields and lust and bathing and all that stuff that is driving God's people, uh, he said, I bring them out of captivity, and I will have compassion on them. Other words, I have the desire to, to help them and deliver them. And I will return and, and, and will return a, turn and gather them from all the nations where the Lord thy God has scattered them. Because of their rebellion and disobedience, the Lord allowed them to be scattered. But if any of thine, if, if any of thine be driven out, Unto the othermost part of heaven from thence will the Lord gather thee, and from thence will he set thee. It don't matter how far you've drifted or been driven. If you will repent, the word of God declares, and the word of God is true from the beginning to the end. Every one of his righteous sentiments, in other words, endure forever. That's what he said, I believe, over in the book of Psalm 119 and maybe about 160 over there. In other words, these things endure forever. He would bring... God's people back. He would give restoration. Verse 5, he said, The Lord will, our God will bring thee into a land thy fathers possess, and thou shalt possess it, and he will do thee good and multiply thee above thy fathers. In other words, if we won't think to get turned around and the blessings in our life, the Lord do want to bless us, but it's different from what you've been taught up many times by a lot of the stuff that is coming out of the church today. Now, we got to repent. We got to turn to the Lord. We can't go and dump a lot of money at somebody's feet that we shouldn't be jump, dumping it at and think the Lord is just going to somehow uh, 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 bless us, as many people have been told and many have given their savings and just spent their money on things that were contrary to God's word. Now, you should. Pray about and be led by the Spirit and support ministry. But you better be sure, you need to be sure of where you're putting your money at. Because a lot of these places is not, uh, 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 they are not of the Lord. What they're doing is not Bible. Uh, uh, look at this verse 6. He said, and the Lord thy God will circumcise thine heart. In other words, he'll cut out all that old stuff that cause and problem in people's lives and hinder them for walking with Jesus and doing the right thing and, 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 and all the abundance that are in their life. I will circumcise thy heart and the heart of thy seed today. Children, young folk, they need something done in their heart. You know, if you look out today, there's just so many problems that are going on in the midst of the youth. As a matter of fact, we're fasting and praying for the youth and the marriages two days a week and been doing it for a long time. The youth that have come through all the churches that we're affiliated with and stuff, that the Lord would do a special work in the youth lives. And we ain't praying and fasting because all of them are doing what is right, but we're praying and fasting and crying out for Lord's mercy. Uh, uh, he says, 
that that he would circumcise that heart in the seed and the and the heart of the seed to lure the Lord with all thy heart and with all thy soul that thou may live. See, this you just can't do. I don't care how how hard you or, or I on my own try to love the Lord, guess what? Nothing happens. But if the Lord cut that garbage out uh, from the inside that you don't know where it's at, that you don't know how to get to it, then he says that we will love him with all of our heart and with all of our soul and that we may live. Look at this next verse. This is why it's so important to search the word of God out and begin to get hold to real truth of God's word. And the Lord thy God will put all these curses, the curses that has been put upon our life, all these curses upon the enemy and upon them that hate thee, which persecute you. Now, that's a good place for them to be. Now, if you don't know what a curse is, Lamentation 5 and 64 and 66 to 66, he talks about what a curse is. He said, give them sorrow of heart that recompense, that curse. Recompense that weighs up right back up on their head. That's what a curse is, call down evil. When we walk in disobedience and rebellion to God's word, now I hope you ain't one that has drifted so far from the Lord because I've met some believers like that. They don't feel that they, they, they ever seen it. I heard a man say once that he, he, he prayed to the Lord and said, hey, Lord, if you save me, that I, 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 I won't sin no more. And he told me that uh, uh, since that time I ain't sin no more. I don't know really what he was thinking, you know, really, really, what, what is he really thinking about? But uh, really, the Bible says in First in, in John chapter 1 over there, go over there and read that, and he says, a man said he ain't got no sin, he's a lie and the truth ain't in him. But he says a curse in Lamentation of chapter 3, I'm sorry, I said 5, but 3, chapter 3 and verse 64, he said, render unto them Thy recompense, O Lord, according to the work of thy hand. Give them sorrow of heart, thy curse unto them. Persecute and destroy them in anger, anger from under the heaven of the Lord. Now, that's a good place for every curse that has been put up on the believers and up on their family line is for the Lord to put those curses back up on our enemies, not on individuals, not up on those demons. And those enemies be persecuted until we until they are destroyed from under the heaven. I need this enemy to be uh, persecuted by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He knows just where he at. He cannot hide, and he knows what to put on him. He knows how to persecute him. So that's, that's why we need to repent and turn back to our Lord. Look at this verse 8. And I shall return and obey the voice of the Lord and all his commandments which I command thee this day, and the Lord thy God will make thee plenteous in the work of thy hand. In other words, he promised plenty, prosperity. And the fruit of the body and the fruit of the cow, the fruit of, of the land, for good. For the Lord will again rejoice over thee for good, as he has rejoiced over thy father. There are many that have started out. And the Lord was blessing them, and they were doing all right, but got off and got into things, maybe religious things, and some maybe didn't get back in the world, but gotten into a lot of things that were contrary to the word of God, gotten into idolatry, gotten into some of the bondage and whatnot, and gotten messed back up and, 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 and whatnot, but, but need this taken care of again in, our, in their life so that the blessing of the Lord can begin to flow in their life. 
He said, if thou wilt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, and keep his commandments. <coughs> Again, something went down the wrong way there. And his statute, and I know the enemy don't want this message out there, but by the grace of God, we're going to get it. Preach it, Pastor James. Thank you, Lord. And commandment and his statutes, which he's written in this book of the law, if thou would turn unto the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, with all thy soul, it says, now, if you turn back to the Lord with all your heart and with all thy soul, listen to what this next verse says. For this commandment, which I command thee this day, is not hidden. The other word is not hidden from his people. Neither is it far off. In other words, it's not something that we can't get taken care of. You know how hard many believers and we have worked trying to overcome and deal with some things in our life that never was able to overcome and deal with? Well, the Lord said this way is not hidden or it's not too hard for us to deal with. See, the Lord gives us exactly what we need to deal with. Colossians 2 and 11, he talks about our spiritual, we're circumcised when we put off the body of sin in the flesh. See, when the Lord circumcised us, that means he put off the body of sin in the flesh. Man, we can't put off this old body of sin. Only thing we can do is fight against it and repent of, repent of it, but the Lord can put it off of. He can deal with that thing. Also, uh, when our heart is not right, what happens, we may look at this a little later, but Acts seven fifty one. Remember Stephen and preach, he was full of the Holy Ghost, and they couldn't resist the, the wisdom power that he preached in. And the Lord was trying to reach those folks. But because their heart was not right, he said, Israel, they always resisted their Holy Spirit. See, if we don't get our heart right, if the Lord don't do a work in our life, if we don't repent and turn around, we were resisted. There were many people needed deliverance when Jesus came through. Many of them could have gotten it. But because they didn't repent, their heart was not right, and they resisted the very thing that they needed, the only real source of help. We don't want to be left. You know, there were 40 years of resisting and disobeying the Lord because they didn't get their heart right, because they wouldn't repent of their evil doing, the thing that they allowed in their life. That's after Jesus had brought them out. Turn your Bible real quickly, because time is moving on. Turn your Bibles quickly to uh, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter Ecclesiastes chapter 8. Now, if we don't deal with this stuff, there are some problems. Here's some evil characteristic of our heart when it's not right. When our heart is not right, it's caused many, many problems. In chapter 8 and verse, verse 11, he said, because a sinner against an evil word is not a it's executed speedily. The heart of the son of man is fully set to do evil. See, when that heart is not right, that heart got all that evil and that evil stuff is in the heart. If that heart is not circumcised through repentance and breaking up that solid ground, 
when we should be uh, uh, receiving the you know the, the the grace of God in our life, when the Lord is delaying that penalty, we take it the wrong way, and our heart is fully set to do evil. That's something that I don't need and do not want in my life. In other words, what happens when my heart is is set to do evil? I'm stubborn. See. We need the Lord to cut that old stubbornness up out of our heart. Stubbornness just really means unyielding. We need to be able and willing to yield to the Lord when he wants to go in the right way or go, go in certain ways. Opting means not giving in. In other words, we won't give in. You know how many people missed out on the blessing of God because they just wouldn't give in? I saw it for years in individuals' life, in believers' life. Other words, also it means hard to control our, our truth. The last thing we need in our in our life as believers to be hard to control. We won't even let the Lord control our life if we if we won't repent and break up that ground. I said, mean hard to control our truth. I hope you're beginning to see how important and why we need this. Uh, that word treat means to act toward or think or deal with. See, if we if we don't confess our sin to repent of this stuff, we uh we we are hard to treat. Uh we people can't think the way they want to think toward us, to act toward or think or deal with. Also it means the word treat to mean to deal with, to receive our cure. It's hard to get an individual to get the help they need if they are stubborn, if they are unyielding. I've seen this firsthand. Individuals that could have got help, but because they're stubborn and because that heart is not right, you know, it's hard to deal with them. You know, you're trying to get them to the place where they can get help, but uh, uh, it's hard to treat them. You can't really do much with them. Hard to deal with, to receive, or to cure. To discuss the term. Now, if the individual is not yielding, won't yield. It's hard to discuss the term. What they need to do. Here's the roadmap. Here's what needs to be done in order to receive the treatment that you need. That's what happens when our heart gets messed up, when our heart is not right. That's why we need that stuff taken care of in our life. One heart become impotent. impotent. A word, uh, not repenting. The last thing we need in our life when we've done something wrong, I need an attitude of not repenting. Not sorry for the wrong that I've done. See, if I don't deal with this stuff, if I don't repent, I get to the place where I'm not really sorry for what I've done. Many times people say, I don't care anymore. Not sorry for my wrongdoing. Leviticus 26, verse 23 through 25. He warns of the punishment. That our punishment, if we would not turn away and repent when we are headed down the wrong road, when we are in disobedience and rebellion. In Leviticus 26, the word of God talks about the things that will happen when we as believers, his people, We'll not turn and will not repent. Chapter 26, verse 23, real quickly. He said, if thou will not be reformed by me, by, by, by me, by these things, 
but walk contrary unto me, then I will also walk contrary unto you and will punish you seven times for your sins. In other words, we will get restitution. And I will bring a sword upon you and shall avenge you equally of my covenant. And when you are gathered together with you in your cities, I will send pestilence among you. And you shall be delivered into the hand of the enemy. Instead of us coming out, we get delivered to our enemy. Look at this next verse. And when I have broken the staff of your bread, ten women shall bake in one oven, and they shall be delivered. They shall they shall be they shall deliver your bread against by weight. In other words, that 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 will be restitution. That will be punishment. Also. In the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 24, he said, because I call. See, if my heart is not right, the Lord can call me. He can call me. Again, if I'm right in the room or somewhere in, in, in a, a Shannon prison, and he says, Brother Mobley, and I won't even look up and answer him. He said, if he think I don't hear him, he's not going to pay it much, much, much mind. But if I, he know I hear him, he's going to want to say, what's wrong with this man? Why won't he answer? Why won't he respond? You know, that's really, really irresponsible and, and, and really bad on our part. But that's what happens when we won't, won't repent. We get to the place where our Lord and Savior that love us and trying to help us and trying to minister to us, the one that shed his blood for us, and he called us and we will not even answer. We refuse. I stretched out my hand, and no man regarded. In other words, no man can even consider. Nobody even cared. They didn't think nothing about it. But ye shall set at not all of my counsel and, and wanted none of my repute. Or with all the counsel that he brought or would bring, nobody would really take it. I think we're right here today. We have, we have this problem right in the middle of the church. Even from the leadership to the door, many are just not taking God in the council. You know how many individuals are not willing to change even when the word of God says so? When the word of God calling, that there's no answer. He said, I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock you when fear comes. In other words, if we don't uh, 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 deal with this stuff, if we don't repent, if we don't turn back to the Lord, there will be no real work done and we will be punished. Uh, uh, Matthew chapter 11 and verse 20, look what happened. Uh, uh, Matthew chapter 11. When, when, when God's people would not repent, that, that, that's just a real need to take a look at this and, 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 and get these things straight. Now, the Bible says in verse 20, he said, then began he to upbraid the cities where most of his mighty work was done because they repented not. Now, he said he upbraided them. He strongly rebuked them because they repented not. Now, the Lord had done a mighty work and was doing mighty works in the midst of God's people, teaching them, bringing deliverance to them, bringing healing and restoration to them, and they still would not repent. 
other words, they didn't turn. They held on to what they had. They wouldn't change their mind. They didn't even consider what Jesus was really teaching. That's what an unrepentant heart would do, cause us to miss out on the blessing. Look at verse 12 right quick. He said, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffer violence, and the violent take it by force. They weren't willing to, to, to press their way in. If we don't repent, guess what? And this is talking about the deliverance, the kingdom of God. This is talking about deliverance. I just don't have time to go into the scripture and show it to you right now. But when we don't repent, we will not be willing to, 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 to uh, push our way in, to, to, to endure, to push our way, to force our way in. That's a vivid picture of what's going on in the body of Christ today. They're getting on real delivery. When they come down to the kingdom of God, they are not willing to press their way in. Look at verse 25. Read all the chapters you want sometime, but let's just read this for time's sake. He said, and at that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O God, Father of heaven and of earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and revealing debate. Now, also, you find this is, he mentioned this over in the book of Luke chapter 10, when he had sent the 12 out, the harvest is true to render plentiful the labor the few. Talking about preaching the kingdom, and he says, those that hear you, hears me. Those that reject you, reject me, and stuff. And he goes on, talks about they came back rejoicing because the Spirit was subject to them through the name of Jesus Christ, and he told them about that. Don't rejoice about that, but rejoice because their name is written in heaven. Then he talked about, he gave them power over the enemy, and he said, I thank you, O Lord, that you have hid these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to base. other words, Brothers and sisters, those that would not repent, they just didn't get it. They weren't able to get the deliverance ministry. They resisted it. They were not able to understand it. They were not able to receive it. That's one of the real problems in the body of Christ today. Many are not repenting. Brothers and sisters, I believe if God's people get down to, the, get down to business, and start repenting and crying out to the Lord and break up that folly ground, they will begin to understand what Jesus is saying. They will begin to receive deliverance, and the Lord will begin to break this garbage up out of their life that are hindering them and blinding them and keeping them away from the, from the thing that is desperately needed in their life. Jeremiah chapter 7. Also, here's another passage of Scripture. Uh, what happened? When we don't get the freedom, when we don't repent, rather, and get the freedom that we need, when we don't confess this stuff as the word of God says and allow the Lord to break this stuff up in our hearts, what happened, we began to grab hold to and trust the false. I hope you see that there's a real problem with this stuff in the midst of the body of Christ. Many are believers, well-meaning believers, but are not willing to follow the Lord or had not been taught to follow the Lord in repentance and whatnot and showed them that this was the real answer, they have trust in the, in, in the false, in the lies. Uh, uh, Jeremiah 7 and, 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 and uh, verse, uh, verse 8, he said, Behold, you trust in lying words that cannot profit. You know how many lying words are being spewed through the uh, uh, pulpits of so-called churches, and many of them are churches where, where believers are, what really belong to the Lord, but they are trusting and lying words that cannot profit. 
I, I knew a man some years ago. He passed away and went on with the Lord now. But he was in one of the churches in the area that they was kind of in the work faith stuff. And there's promises and all this stuff, promises and financial blessings, and that all this stuff going to be taken care of, that they're going to receive healing, that they give money, and a lot of other stuff was going on there. And and one of the ways they would get them to, to give that give and do the thing they wanted them to do well, they tell them to faith the something of thing, hope for in the evidence of things unseen. So I seen this man, he was way up in his 80s, close to 90 years old, and I seen him one day. He said, Brother Mobley, he said, these folks been promising these folks all these things for all these years, and when they ask them about why things are not changing, why they are not getting the blessing, he said, they tell them faith the something of thing, hope for in the evidence of things unseen. He said, Brother Mobley, these folks that got tired of that, they want to see something. Brother sister, people want to really see something. They've been promised they're going to be rich. They've been promising that all their problems going to go away if they do this or do that and give money and all that stuff, and they remain in the same bondage year after year after year. There's a real need of repentance. I'm not talking about something just to consume up on our lust and whatnot. I'm talking about getting our heart right with, man, with, with the Lord. Not something that are related to men. I'm talking about with the Lord. We 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 trust in lying words that cannot profit profit us. Will you steal, murder, and commit adultery and swear falsely? This is what happens when we don't really deal with these problems and bring incense unto Baal and walk after other gods whom you know not. These are the problems. We trust in lying words that cannot profit. Verse 13, for time's sake, he says, And now, because you have done all these works, saith the Lord, I spake unto you rather than early, speaking, speaking, but ye heard not, and I called you, but ye answered not. See, what happened, he says, because ye have done all these evil works, saith the Lord, I speak unto you rising up early, speaking, speaking to you, but you heard me not, and I call and, and I call you, but you wouldn't answer. See what happened? We would not even answer the Lord when He called. Shannon. Yes, sir. Okay, I, something seemed to, to change in the in the, in, in my earplug here, so. I was wondering whether you guys could still hear me there. Okay. You're uh, you're coming through loud and clear. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Omega Man Radio. We've got Pastor James Mobley on. Um, Pastor James, continue on. He's saying if we don't repent, if we don't turn to the Lord, we'll get to the place we're doing all these abominable things, trusting in lying words that we're not profit. And I don't want to spend my life. I don't want nobody that comes through the church of the Lord Jesus Christ to spend all their life grab and hope the thing that won't profit them, and then they get to the place where uh, uh, when the Lord speaks to them or send messages to them, uh, uh, they didn't hear what he said, and he called and the Lord, called the Lord, and the Lord called, and he would not answer. Verse 23, he says, But this thing I command them, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and you will be my people. Walk in all of my ways, and I have commanded thee, command you that it may be well with you. See see the word of God says if we if we turn and we begin to do what the word says, 
we will find the godliness problem and thing will go well with us. He said, but they hearken not, not incline their ear, but walk in the counsel and in the imagination of their evil heart and went backward. See, this is what happens when the Lord don't work in that heart, when we don't turn to him in repentance. See, one of the passages of Scripture in Ezekiel there, I won't have time to go to it right now, but the word of God said when the Lord circumcised that heart when we repent, he said we will walk in his way. We'll walk like believers. We'll walk in the statutes. We'll obey the Lord. And I need that in my life. I want the Lord to do a work in my life so I walk in his way. He says, verse 25, since the days of your fathers, fathers came forth out of the land of Egypt unto this day, I have even sent unto you all my servants, prophets, daily rising up early, sending them, yet they hearken not. See, when we don't repent, uh, we don't get uh, 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 that stuff taken care of in the heart, the Lord renew us in our hearts and when we got an abundant thing or went contrary to his word to disobey him, he said, we will not hearken, not incline the ear, but harden their neck. See, I don't need that. When the Lord is trying to help me and, and turn me away from destruction so I can get healing and deliverance into my life, the last thing I need is sticking stiff-necked pride and be it worse than thy father. I have seen this seem like being done in the midst of the believer. Sometimes individuals do worse than the generation before because that, that they turn into the Lord in repentance. Therefore thou shalt speak all these words unto them, but they will not hearken to thee. I've seen this happen even in the midst of believers. Sadness. We're not hearken because they didn't repent. I don't care how much you talk. I don't care how much you plead. You can get on your knees and cry and beg and plead with people. But unless they are willing to repent, guess what? They don't, they don't listen. Unless the God do a work in their lives and their heart, they will not listen. Unless they turn to him, they will not hearken unto thee. That is exactly what happened even when Jesus was preaching. Sometimes you may can say, we're bad preachers. We really didn't explain it. But that's not it. Listen, brothers and sisters, the Lord himself, the greatest preacher ever preached, the loving preacher that ever preached. He knew just where God's people were. He didn't hurt nobody. He didn't do do anything. He said, Bruce Reed, he wouldn't break. But still yet, they rejected. If anybody knew the problem that he had, if anybody knew what they needed, Jesus did. He said, call them, but they would not answer. But thou shalt say unto them, this is a nation that obeyed not the voice of that God, nor received correction. See, if we don't uh, repent and get that stuff right thing deteriorate in our life so we get to the place we will not receive correction truth is perish the word of god and cut off from their mouth other words we don't need that we do not need that if the leader don't repent when stuff get in their life listen here truth is cut off. that's why david cried out lord you do this work in my heart clean me up and redo me inside so teach so Sinners will be converted, and they'll be turned around, he said. If not, there won't be any real effectiveness. Also, that evil, yes, that evil heart is full of madness. See why we need to repent? If, if we allow God to get back in our heart, our heart becomes full of madness. The Bible talks about that in Ecclesiastes chapter 
chapter 9. I hope you're beginning to see. The Bible says the word of God is that lamp that should shine into our heart to the day star, to the day star arrive in our shine of dark place to the day star arrive in our heart. The word of God says, uh, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 3. He said, there is an evil among, uh, evil, evil among all things and is done under the sun. There is one event, yea, and all, uh, also the heart of the Son of Man are fully set, set of evil and madness in their heart. Now, he talked about that he are set to do evil and then their madness in their heart. See, if I don't come to the Lord and, and repent and break up that ground, listen here, that madness will be in there because the Lord is not going to cut it out. He's not going to take it out. He's not going to renew me. Madness in the heart. Paul had this. He talks about it in the book of Acts 26 and 11. When he was on his road to the master, he said that light shine in. He talked about he was exceedingly mad. He was wasting the church. He was destroying the church, doing everything he could to destroy the believers. And he was doing it in ignorance. He thought he was doing the Lord a favor. See how far we can get drifted, get taken off. When we are, are, are doing things contrary to the word of God. Now, the last thing we want to be doing is trying to hinder God's people when they are trying to get to the Lord. He said, but I punish that way, I mean, uh, Acts 26 and 11, I punish that way often in every synagogue, compelling them to blaspheme, being exceedingly mad against them, persecuting them even unto strange cities. In other words, that word mad means, one of the definitions for it is mentally deranged. But the last thing I need in the middle of the, the believers is people that are mentally deranged. And it's caused by disobeying. Deuteronomy right quick. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy chapter 28. This is the word of God. We need the word of God. We need that lamp. We need that light. We're going to try to wrap this up in a few minutes. But look here. Look at what the word of God says here. In Deuteronomy chapter 28 about this madness. 28 and verse uh 28 and verse 28. Uh, let me see. Maybe, wait a minute. Let me see. If we're at 28. And if you're just uh, tuning in, you listen to Omega Man Radio. We've got Pastor James Mobley on tonight. This is a live program. And I want to also remind everybody that we've got our 96K stereo stream running right now. So in addition to blog talk, you can click on the stream and hear this in Stereo signal. Pastor James? Yes. Uh, in verse 28, he said, The Lord will smite thee with madness. See, if we begin to disobey the Lord, we receive the curses and not the blessing. One of the things he said, he will smite us with, 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 with madness. In other words, midst of the rain, blindness, and astonishment of heart. It's caused by disobedience. Also, and verse uh, chapter four, verse thirty-one, ju is judgment sent from the Lord. See, we don't need this bondage. That's why we need to repent. Judgment sent from the Lord. Man, we need repentance. We need to turn uh, this stuff turn around. 
He talks about uh, his judgment from the law. Uh, chapter 4, don't go there right now, but chapter 4, verse 31 through 33, and also verse 16. His heart was, was uh, 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 um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. But anyway, uh, uh, in Daniel, I'm sorry, Daniel 4, 31 through 33, and verse 16. When the king's heart got lifted up, the Lord sent judgment on him, and, and, and he began to change and things began to deteriorate in his life because of the pride and, and wouldn't repent until he became like an animal. The feathers grown over him. In verse 16, the Bible said his heart changed from man to a beast. From man to a beast. Now, that is something that we do not need. If we don't repent, that's what happened. The Bible talks about it as a figurative of the false prophet over in the book of Second uh, Peter chapter chapter two over there. He talks about they 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 are brute beasts. They 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 uh, their heart exercise practice cursed children. They cannot cease from sin and all kinds of garbage that goes on. First Samuel is a figurative of extreme jealousy. Now, David was used of the Lord, and Saul was bad king, but the Lord was using David to smite the enemy, and the Bible talks about uh, 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 Saul was so jealous of, of the work that the Lord was doing in his life. He was sitting there with a javelin, and David was there playing, and he throwed at him with the javelin. David moved out of the way so he didn't hurt him. But extreme jealousy is a figurative of extreme jealousy. In other words, really want to even kill him. You'd be surprised how many individuals have that type of madness right in the middle of people in the fellowship. Also in Luke chapter 6, verse 17 and 18, extreme rage. You know how many people are just so angry? I've seen individuals just get up and walk out when I preached about deliverance and whatnot, and it was something that they desperately needed because there was no repentance in their life. They didn't want it and didn't want others to receive. You know, that's, that's really bad when we drift so far until we can't even receive what the word of God has to say. Luke 6 and verse 17, listen to what he says here. He said, Luke 6, Verse 17, and he came down with them and stood in the plain and the company of the of his disciples and a great multitude of people, people out of all, all Judea and Jerusalem and from the coast of Tyre and Sodom, which came to hear him to be healed of their diseases. Now, these people come to get help. Verse 18, and they were vexed with unclean spirit, and he healed them. Now, the Lord was healing those people. But verse 11, he says here, he says here, and they were filled with madness. They were mad. They were they were mentally deranged because their heart hadn't got right. They didn't repent. If they had repented, guess what? The Lord would have did a work in their life, and they would have been glorifying the Lord for the work that he has done. But if we don't repent, this can come into our life. Well, one would be exceedingly mad. They, they, they were filled with madness and, com and, commune, and, and commune one against another what they might do to him. They wanted to hurt him instead of thanking the Lord for them. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and 7. 
he talks about surely oppression make a wise man mad. I don't have time to to really uh, uh, comment on that. It manifests itself first first Samuel twenty one. First Samuel twenty one verse twelve through fifteen. Uh, uh, it also is a figurative of spirit. When when David uh, uh, played the madman, it talks about spit was falling down on one beard. You see, sometimes individuals may get angry and slop. They start to coming all down their face. That is a symbol of madness in there. In other words, those things got hold in their lives and whatnot, and that thing need to be, that, that life need to be repented. When one won't repent, that's what comes in that life, into that, into them. Also, in Mark chapter 5, verse 5, 1 through, one through, uh, through uh, 5, uncontrollable emotion. That's what happened to the uh, uh, gathering the money rack. He was mad, the Bible says. When Jesus went through there, this man was breaking those chains and all that stuff, but the Lord brought ministry to him. He fell at the foot of Jesus, I believe. He was similar. He was trying to get the help that he needed. But guess what? When, the, when, the, when they saw what was happening in verse, uh, verse 14 through 19, they saw that the hawk ran, the pig ran, and, 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 and uh, drowned themselves and whatnot. The, 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 the Pharisees, the religious folk, they came and they looked and saw what was done, and they pleaded with the Lord to leave out of their course. They didn't really appreciate. seemed like they would have been glad that this man now was clothed in his right mind, and they could really go through that area without being ran out of there. But they wasn't so because there was nothing really done in their life. Jeremiah 50, 38 is a symbol of moral decay. Drought is up on her water. In other words, the Lord dried up things, uh, uh, and, and, and their idols, they are mad upon their idols. It's also written in idolatry. Verse 31 through 32, most proud will not submit, in other words, and, 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 and no, no water will fall upon them. And, 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 and uh, most proud will not submit. See, if we don't get that stuff cut out of our heart, that pride in us won't let us humble ourselves. Uh, the Bible says the Lord will knock that pride down. The pride individual is going to come down, and nobody's going to raise them up either. See, we miss out on the blessing. That said the Lord, verse 33, the Lord of hosts, the children of Israel and the children of Judah was oppressed together, and all took them captive and held them fast and refused to let them go. See, that's what happened when individuals' heart is not circumcised. They begin to even persecute God's people and, 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 and keep them in bondage. Verse 34, the redeemed, talking about our redeemer, he is strong. The Lord of hosts is his name. He shall thoroughly plead our cause. If we turn to him and cry to him, that he may give, that he may give rest to the land and quietness uh, to the inhabitation. Other way, this quiet, the 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 inhabitation. Other word, make uneasy, make this enemy uneasy, trouble, disturb him, worry him. I'm going to have to cut off here. I didn't finish, but there's, that, that, there's just so much more to be said about this era. 
The Bible talks about how that it caused depravity. I'm going to share this one, and then we're going to cut off. The evil heart, you know, is, is tied into depravity, other words, wickedness. Depravity just really means, you'll find that Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 10, and also verse 54, 56, I would have read to you. Uh, uh, depravity, it, it just really means not caring what happened because hope is gone. See, if we don't repent, we'll get to the place the enemy is counting on. We get, we things deteriorate so bad in our life and that wicked heart and things that are going on. We get to the place, we get to the place where we just don't care what happened because hope is gone. We don't really have any hope anymore. Having a little chance of hope or cure. In other words, look at it, see if that heart is not taken care of. We get to the place where we don't have any hope or feel that we ain't got no chance or hope for cure. And and the Lord can and willing and crying out to us to turn so that he will. But if that heart is not changed and we don't repent and turn, this is what happens. Also, it means very dangerous. We can become dangerous. Also, what will happen when this thing is not taken care of, when we don't repent, we become ready to run the risk. In other words, we're willing to take a chance. You know how many people probably going to end up, has already ended up in the lake of fire because they was willing to take the risk or end up in destruction and whatnot. I'm not talking about believers being lost now. I'm talking about people that uh, just was willing to take risks. Uh, uh, also, ready to try anything. If we don't get that garbage out of, we get to the thing, well, we're ready to try anything. Recklessness and also despair. I hope that you've heard a little something to really begin to uh, uh, get you to the place where you're crying out and seeking the Lord for repentance, crying out and confessing with all your heart, with everything you know, and, and, and repenting and allow the Lord to do a work in your heart so that we don't have to be believers stuck in the same old thing year after year, the same old bondage, nothing really taking place, religious spirits filling the church and, and manifesting themselves and people thinking they have a good time and promises and nothing changed and no real progress in our lives. We need change, brothers and sisters. We need repentance. We need deliverance desperately. Everybody I know needs freedom. I ain't seen nobody yet that didn't need freedom. We need freedom. We need the Lord to cut that stuff out of our heart. We need real change. We don't need him to promise it. And the Lord is the only one can take care of those things, and he cannot violate his principles. He can only take care of these things. When somebody began to intercede and cry out for others, uh, Individuals began to repent, and, and others began to repent and turn to the Lord themselves. And then he can bring healing and restoration into the lives of men, women, boys, and girls. You know, Pastor James, this has been some real meat of the word tonight. Folks, I hope you're enjoying this program tonight. This is the kind of word we need. Um, we're going to take about a five-minute break. And then, Pastor James, uh, if you've got a little bit more time left, uh, would you be able to to uh, come back and uh, do a little bit of deliverance prayer tonight? Yeah, just as soon as you get ready. I'm ready. Okay, praise God. We're going to take a five-minute break, and then we're going to be back on with Pastor James. So you all stand by, 
and uh, enjoy this little bit of a uh, song. Praise God. All right, and welcome back to the program. This is a live show tonight. Uh, every Wednesday night, God willing, Pastor James Mobley is with us uh, to bring a word from the Lord. What a powerful word tonight. And if you need some prayer, you've got a special prayer request. I see some people in the chat room that uh, wanted to speak to the pastor. The number to call in is 917-889-2745. Let me get Pastor James back on the line, and uh, we'll take our first call at 509 area code. You're on the air with Pastor James Mobley. 509 area code. Oh, hello? Hello? Yes, yes. Hi, good evening. Good evening. Um, I just wanted to um, thank you for that wonderful word. And um, I know that I have some areas in my um, life that I've struggled with and that I know I still need deliverance from. And uh, so I just want to confess that. You know, I spent 32 years out in the world, and so um, I still struggle with, um, you know, uh, strife and contention at times, and um, I've repented of the bitterness and unforgiveness that I can think of, but I don't know if there's still a block there somewhere, because I still continue to um, battle with anger at times, even though I hate it. You know, I catch myself reacting in a talking in an unloving way, and I, I get immediately convicted, and I have no problem going back to the person repenting, but I know there's um, need a further yeah. deliverance. And... Well, uh, um, these kingdoms can be big kingdoms. And, you know, if you're genuine doing all you can do, all you know to do, and crying out to the Lord and repenting of things and stuff, the Lord will do a work on the inside of you, and you begin to hate that stuff and not walk with it. And also yeah. you will need to... Uh, Get some prayer. That stuff, demons have to be cast out in Jesus' name. Anger, bitterness, resentment, hatred, murder, evil memory call, and all that stuff yeah. got to be cast out. Some of it could be because of ancestor sin that are shaping your life, like David talked about in Psalm 51, the adulterous affair and other things was, uh, 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 that he gotten into. He talks about my life was shaped in iniquity and sin when my mother conceived me. So I believe that looking at that passage of Scripture there, it made his life take a particular form. And, and and it may be ancestor stuff. As you confess that stuff and keep crying out to the Lord, he would get you to freedom. Now, it's yeah. most of the time, it's not going to be, you're not going to get it all at once. Because the Bible says, little by little, the Lord drives this stuff out. If he drove all of it out at once, we probably wouldn't be able to hold the land. He wants you to uh, uh, grow in grace and and understanding and wisdom and whatnot so that when he frees you, that you'll be strong enough and wise enough to hold that freedom also. Now, he's going to give you as as, as much as you, 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 you he, he can give you. He knows what you can handle, and he'll give you the measure of freedom, and it will be worth it when you when you get it. You hang in there, and you keep crying out to the Lord. As Joel 2, 28, uh, 32 says, Whosoever shall call on the Lord will be delivered. That's one of the one of the key things for deliverance. Just start crying out to the Lord for help and deliverance, and He will put people in your pathway to teach you and to help you and to minister to you. Amen. No, I don't know where you're at, but if you know any good, now don't grab hope to some of the false stuff. 
But if you know any good churches that got real deliverance, because there's a lot of folks that are claiming that people are getting deliverance, and they're talking about deliverance when it comes down to it, it's really no deliverance. Sometimes people are picking up spirits in those places. I'm talking about real, true deliverance. Because the demons are coming out in Jesus' name, as he says in Mark 16, 17. Amen. Thank you. But we will pray Thank for you. Thank you. I receive that. Thank you very much. You hang on there. Amen. Uh, what part of the country are you in, sister? I'm in Washington. Washington State? Yes, in Washington okay. State. Uh-huh. Yeah, I called the other night and got some prayer when John was there, and then you'd ask me to write in and uh, say what happened. Well, I'm going to tell you things have gotten we're really crazy after that. Um, I There's been a lot of attacks here in the building. I was even attacked from a man yesterday who tried to um, beat me up the lives here. Oh, my goodness. Well, In the building. Sometimes, sometimes that happens. But you, what you got to do, the enemy will do everything he can to block you from getting freedom, just as he did with yes. the children of Israel and everywhere. But the Lord will protect his people. You know, you be he wise did. in what happened. But you cry out to the Lord to protect you. I, I've been at this a long time and been threatened, and you name yes. it. But the Lord has never allowed any harm, real harm, to come to us. Amen. He didn't. Uh, you know what was so? You know what I was so grateful for is actually what happened. Is that instead of focusing on what that man did, I was able to see the work that he's done in my heart because there was a day where I would have just went crazy on that man and I was able well, to um have the grace father the father gave me the grace to not respond um nasty with my mouth or to hit back or anything well, of that and I'm not aware of anybody right now up in that area but uh you the father has led me to a place just recently um there is a lot of false here, and so basically for two years I've gone from place to place, and everywhere I go there's something extreme. And then uh, a few months ago he led me to a um, co- congregation where it's, there's only about four or five people now. I've gone three times, and this is a gentleman himself who, he's Russian, and he, I just found out recently, he didn't tell me this, but I found out he was a leader, and him and his wife had poured them and their life out for this one big church here in town. And I guess they started going down the signs and miracle path, and he wasn't in agreement with that. So they basically threw him and his entire family out after 15 years of ministering there. And the father recently touched the pastor's heart, and it opened up his sanctuary to this gentleman. And what I went there one day, and I heard him praying. And the minute this man opened his mouth to pray, I felt one of the most powerful presence of the Father that I felt in a long time, well, and I knew yeah, he. Is, yeah, yeah, and I knew. He, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, watch and pray, and we want to move on if we can get to some get some prayer time too. Yes, thank um, you. Um, Pastor John uh, may have a list of. I don't have one here with me, but uh, Hegwish also sometimes have lists of people that are in certain areas. That we know that are that are genuine prayer warriors and and and, and are delivering. You know that would be a real blessing because my marriage is terribly under attack right now. Because 
I, 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 I want to just say this. I know that there are good people out there, but I've just seen so many people just get caught up in something else, and we don't want anybody to just get caught up. So I'm, we're telling you to watch and pray and try to get the real, true deliverance that you need. I, I thank you very much. I know that's the truth. Thank you. Okay. Sister, uh, what we'll do is uh, we'll get a hold of Hagowish and try to get a list from them, and if we can put it up online, we'll certainly do that. You can also contact them directly via hbcdelivers.org. Okay. And um, I, I have his site, uh-huh, so I, I think there's a number there that you can call. Yeah, yeah. You can, I wasn't aware you, that they, you know, that they, they had got, a... Um, you know, if if, if uh, they know, sometimes they have a list of people that are workers uh, in certain areas, and if you uh, contact them or whatever, they they maybe can put you in contact with somebody in the area. Even that would be an answer to prayer. They might have workers there that can be that yeah. you can tie into or something. You know, but well, they, I they pray that be, that's true. Yeah, I hope okay. there is one here because I actually, that's why I'm surprised you're saying all this tonight because I've been praying about that, that the Father would bring somebody that was a true deliverance worker, not somebody that wants to take me on a trip to the third heaven and open Praise up portals. I just ran out of the last place because it was just so crazy. Okay. All right. So we want to try to get you some help tonight. Okay. Thank you. God bless you. Uh, email me, and I will try to get a list to you, okay? Okay. Thank you for okay, calling thank in. thank you. You're welcome. God bless, God bless you. you. We're on the air right now with Pastor James Mobley. Uh, Pastor James, I'm going to turn the microphone over to you. You take it, my friend. Praise the Lord. Well, if you uh, need some help, need some prayer tonight, one of the first things you need to know that is selling, taking care, that you are born again. Deliverance is to children, bread. It's for those that are born again. If you're not born again, even if we was able to get a spirit out of you, they probably wouldn't stay uh, uh, out. But one thing is just is a necessity. If you don't know Jesus Christ or have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, uh, that is one of the most first important things that you need to get to. If you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died on the cross for your sin and was raised again for the uh, raised again the third day, you can be saved. The Bible tells us in John chapter 1, he said, Many as received him, them he gave power to become the son of God, even them that believe on his name. All you got to do is say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I receive you into my life. Will you come into my life and save me? And that will be taken care of. If you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. The word of God says over in the book of Acts chapter 16 and 32, and you'll be saved in your house. You know, it's, this is very important. But if you've taken care of that, then you're ready, you, you hopefully, for some freedom to get this stuff taken care of in your life. One of the first things to, uh, another next thing need to be taken care of is unforgiveness. What if God tells us in the book of Matthew, I think 16, uh, I mean, Matthew um, 18, rather, uh, 21 through 35, if we don't forgive, the Lord would give us back over to the tormentor. Uh, turn us over to the torment, and that's demonic stuff, torment is demon, uh, until we forgive. you got to be willing to forgive all that hurt and disappointed you. Because whatever they have done, you need to forgive them. Now, this is something, this is a thing of the weird. You might not feel like forgiving them. Uh, 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 the hurt may still be there and may be there for a while, 
but you got to be willing. It's a thing of the will. You can forgive them. You need to forgive not only an individual, but sometimes you may have uh, uh, hell unforgiving resentment against yourself. Now, we're going to do this pretty briefly because we want to take a, have a little prayer time left. Uh, all you got to do is just acknowledge unforgiveness and bitterness towards individuals. Uh, even if they're living or dead, you need to forgive them. And just tell the Lord that I forgive those that he brings to your mind right now uh, that have hurt you and disappointed you, wives, husbands, children, co-workers, anybody that have hurt you. As the Holy Spirit, bring them back to your members. And, oh, God, we pray that you just uh, uh, do a work so that your people can get freedom. The next thing is, uh, 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 era is that uh, the occult stuff. Anybody that have dabbled with any witchcraft, went to any seances, uh, played around with any of the uh, occult games, Ouija boards, and 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 table tipping, Dungeons and Dragons, fortune telling, palm reading, and crystal ball, anything that is tied into the occult, even bloodless religion, you know, uh, uh, images, certain images, cursed images, and stuff like that. You need to confess that stuff is sin. For some reason, those spirits many times just won't leave until this stuff is confessed. Matter of fact, we have had to stop people's in that deliverance when demons are manifested and have them to confess sin and sometimes the ancestor sin before any of this stuff would be broken. You need to confess any any sins of any kind, any of the occult, uh, uh, even the ancestors. And and if you're willing to do that, that you played around with stuff in the past or whatever, no matter how long it was, if it had not been confessed and taken care of and renounced, Many times those demons claim legal rights. So also I want you to just kind of be swiftly with me today and, and, and just anything that the Holy Spirit bring to your mind now, I bring back in the occult. Just confess it, you know, and ancestor sins. You know, the Bible said we are to confess our ancestor sins. I don't have time. I can show you in Scripture, but I won't take a lot of time to go in it right now. Uh, I just want to try to get you to the place where you can get some help. If you have done that, we just break any curses. Just agree with me. I just break any curses and, and confess any ancestor sin that uh, give these things legal right in the lives of your children. And I just break any curses because Jesus became a curse for us. He blotted out the ordinance of handwriting that was against us and nailed him to the cross. I renounce and break, we renounce and break any legal right that these demons have that have come through anything in the occult, any juries, anything that has come in. In the name of Jesus Christ, now I'm just going to pray, and I want you to just uh, uh, get ready to allow the Lord to do what he want to do in your life. If you're driving or whatever, just pull over somewhere and and, 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 and park or whatever. Uh, if you want to take, take part in this, and we're just going to pray for protection and pray the Lord get people the freedom that they need. Father in heaven, and of earth you rule in every era of the lives of men and women. We pray that walls of fire will be put between the demons and the heaven within us, that the angel of your presence will go and protect us, the great I am, put clouds and fire and, and light between the demons so they will be defeated and we will be encouraged and brought out in Jesus' name. Right now, I bind the strong man in the heaven, in the earth, and in every individual, and I 
take away the armor that you trust in. And the word of God said, these signs follow them that believe in my name. They they cast out devils, and in the name of Jesus Christ, I break your power. According to the word of God, he give us authority to break every yoke. And this is not done because of my power or my authority, but in the name of Jesus Christ. The word of God says the Lord has given us power to tread upon serpents, scorpions, and all the power of the enemy. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we do that. We tread upon you in Jesus' name. We break your power. And you cannot hurt anyone in Jesus' name. I rebuke you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Every one of you spirits that are binding God's children, I rebuke you. I call on the Lord for deliverance for everyone that are listening and crying out to the Lord for help. I rebuke you in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I break the curse of rejection and ask you, O oh God, to drive out tonight every spirit of rejection in God's people. All that rejection, self-rejection, fear rejection, all that rejection that comes through the womb, we break those curses, confess those ancestors' sins, and command those spirits of rejection to come out. All those spirits of rejection can't give and receive love freely. Rejection of self, all that rejection toward God, rejecting others, get up and get out of God's people right now. According to Luke 16, 17, we cast you out in Jesus' name. We bind up all the works of rejection. We command that rejection to get up and get out of God's people in Jesus' name. Every spirit of rejection, get up and get out of that. All the end-time spirit, antichrist spirit, break up and come out of God's people right now. Get up and get out of there. All those wicked spirits that are trying to pull God's people away from the Lord, pull them into bondage, that instead of Christ, all those antichrist spirits that, that, that won't, won't allow God's people to get real true freedom, come on up out of there right now. All those demons that are against Christ, all those religious spirits that come through the churches and whatnot, that stands up against deliverance, those antichrist spirits, come out of there. Been taught against deliverance, against Christ, come on up out of there. Against Christ in deliverance, come on up out of there. For the word of God said, those that are with me is not against me, come on up out of there. Those spirits of antichrist that are against Christ, come out of there. Move. All those spirits that want God's people to deny the deity of Christ, come on up out of there. Move. The atoning blood, all that antichrist spirit, get up and get out of there. Move. Move. Against Christ, come on up out of there. Against the teaching of Jesus Christ, deliverance and all that stuff. All those religious spirits, get up out of there. All that stuff. Move, move, move. Come out in Jesus' name. Move. Worldly speech that come through the Antichrist spirit. All that worldly action that coming into the church. I rebuke you. That Antichrist. Teaching heresies. All that garbage. Move. Get up and get out of God's people. Anti-Christians. Come on up out of there. Move, move, move. All those anti-Christian revelations. Come on up out of there. Move. Spirit of deceiver. Come on up out of there. All that deception. Come on up out of there. Loneliness, all those spirits of loneliness that have filled that that have filled the church. Come on up, loneliness and rebellion. Get up and get out of there. In the name of Jesus Christ, every spirit of error come out in Jesus' name. Spirits of error, get up out of there. Let's go. All those demons that cause and God people to resist the Bible, biblical teaching. Come on up out of there. True spiritual, uh, all that that truth. Come on up out of there. All those demons that are resisting the spirit. Come on up out of there. Move, move, hindrance of prayer. Come on. All those demons that are trying to block God's people from praying and calling on the Lord. All those demons that are keeping God's people out of Bible study and blocking them when they're in Bible study. Get up out of there. Spirits of error, get up out of there. Move, 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 
Move from listening at the word of God. Come on up out of there. Move all those religious spirits, the spirits of error that keep God people, the Holy Spirit from moving in God people's life. Get up and get out of there. Get up out of there right now in Jesus' name. Reprobated mind and deceit come out in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, run them out. Ten angels and fight. Father, I pray that you run every demon out that I call out and every family of demons, every demon that need to come out. Let the Holy Spirit push them up and run them out in Jesus' name. Have mercy on your people, oh God. Please break, break these yokes and bring freedom. Circumcise the heart and drive this garbage out in Jesus' name. All that physical illness that are tied in there, pain and depression, deadness, get up out of there in Jesus' name. All those demons that call God people to not be able to comprehend because of error. Come on up out of there. False doctrine, come on up out of there. Unteachableness, come on up out of there. Profanity, come out in Jesus' name. Servant of corruption, come on up out of there. Move, 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 move. Defensive and argumentative, all the argument that goes on around Bible study church because of that error. Get up and get out of there. Move, having a form of godliness. Get up and get out of there. But denying the truth, come on up out of there. All those spirits of error, come on up out of there. Contention, all the strife, come on up out of there. Anger, bitterness, contention, strife. Get up and get out of there. Move, move, all the contention, all the anger, bitterness, and strife, come on up out of there. Move, move, uncleanness, get up out of there. New age movement, get up out of there. Move, suicide spirit, get up out of there. All those wicked spirits of hopelessness and got people that want to just end it. Suicide spirit, get up out of there. Move, hypocrite, get up out of there. Move, confusion, get up out of there. Move, 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 wonder from the truth. Every wicked demon that are calling God people to wonder from the truth. Move, move, fantasism, evil way, get up out of there in Jesus' name. Seducing spirit, come on up out of there. Controlling spirit, come on up out of there. Deception, come on up out of there. Let God people go. All that spiritual abundance, get up out of there. All the spirits of death, get up out of there. Fears, come on up out of there. Addicted to drugs, alcohol, cigarettes, come on up out of there. Move, rage, move, mockery, profanity, pornography, get up and get out of there. Fear of death, dying, get up out of there. All those demons that got God people captive, get up out of there. Move, move, get up out of them in Jesus' name. Corruption, servant of corruption, get up out of there. Get up out of there in Jesus' name. All those wicked spirits, come on up out of there. Fear death, dying. Fear the Lord to die. Come on up out of there. Come on up out of there right now in the name of Jesus Christ. You must go. Spirits of divination. All that stuff that comes through the occult, get up out of the fortune telling. Move, move, move. Signs of the zodiac, get for a uh, horoscope. Get up out of there right now. Warlock and witches and sorcery, get up out of there. All the witchcraft. Father, you're God, and there's nothing too hard for you. Oh, God, I cry out for you for mercy, and I pray that you drive these things out, that you would send angels to fight, oh, God. Send a hundred of the Lord and let it fight that your presence would go through that and steal the enemy. And, oh, God, that this would be the battle tonight that these people would not even have to fight in, that you'd fight for them. In the name of Jesus Christ, all those snares that come from witches and warlocks, move, move, move. All the hypnotism, move, move, and enchantment, get up out of there in Jesus' name. Manipulation and control, we break the control off God's people that have come through false prophets, false teachers, and those that are walking in the flesh. Well, all that stuff, come on up out of there, drugs, they come through drugs, come on up out of there. Astro projection, magic, come on up out of there. Tolerate cards, palm reading, come out in Jesus' name. Move, hardiness and pride and arrogance and vanity, ego, get up and get out of there. Move, deaf and dumb spirits, get up and get out of there. 
dumb mute. Get up out of there right now in Jesus' name. All those demons that got God people crying, move, move, move. Get up and get out of there. Nip the ear and just come out of there. Get up out of there, foaming at the mouth. Come on up out of there. Come from the heart, not repenting and circumcising. Those mad spirits, get up out of there. Move, 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 move. Get up out of there right now. Move. All those seizures, epilepsy spirits, come on up out of there. Gnashing of teeth, pining away. Get up and get out of there. Madness and insanity, get up and get out of there. Schizophrenia, I break the yoke of madness and deception. I break the yoke of hard-heartedness. Father, I cry to you, please, O oh God. You can do exceedingly beyond the uh, beyond what we can think. And I ask you to circumcise every heart and cut all of that stuff out of there and drive those wicked spirits out of hardness of heart, stiff-necked, all those rebellious spirits, all that stuff that called rebellion and disobedience and not to proceed the deliverance and all that stuff running out. Necromancy, come on out of familiar spirit. Get up out of spiritualism. Come on up out of there in Jesus' name. All the false prophets, come on up out of there. Move, move, get up out of God's people. All the fear spirit, get out of there. Move, 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 nightmare, anxiety, stress, get up out of there. All the heart attacks that are tied in distress. Fear of mental, mental, mental uh, illness, get up out of there right now. Move, 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 untrusting and doubt, get up out of there. Fear of, fear of criticism, come on up out of there. Fear of falling, suspicion, distrust, come on up out of there. Fear of being... Fear, fear, all those fears, come on up out of there. Move, move. For fear of being mental ill, come on up out of there. Move, confusion and doubt. Move, move, move. Fear for illness, come on up out of there. All that fear, get up and get out of there. Move, move. Fear of death dying, come on up out of there. Fear of man, fear of rejection and fears, come on up out of there. Fear of persecution and being confronted, get up and get out of there. All the torment, horror, horrifying fear. Fear of Satan, get up and get out of there. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Move, 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 move. Fear of Leviathan, come on up out of there. All those spirits of fear of Leviathan, the curse of Leviathan. Father, I pray that you make Leviathan, make supplication to you, to you today, that you make him bow down and lose God's people, that he loose the deep. Father, that your Holy Spirit going through every area, that you smash those scales, pull them up and destroy them, pull them all the way off, because you can do anything, oh God. You said, what are we asking Jesus' name you do? That you'd break that pride, that proud neck, that stiff neck, and all that hard flesh so that the Spirit of God will be able to move in every area of the lives of God's people. I rebuke and break the power of the Spirit of heaviness. Come out of God, people. Heaviness, get up out of there. Get up out of there, heaviness. Come on up out of there. Grief, sorrow. Come on up out of there. Move, move. Broken heart, grief, sorrow. Come on up out of there. Move, 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 move. Bitter. Root of bitterness, come on up out of there. Sadness, come on up out of there. Loneliness, come out in the name of Jesus Christ. Suicide, thought, weariness. Move, move, come out in Jesus' name. Move, move. Spirits of infirmity, sickness, diseases of all kinds, come out of there in Jesus' name. Spirit of jealousy, come out of there in Jesus Christ's name. And every spirit that went with you, get up out of there. Father, please sovereignly run them out in the name of Jesus Christ. Every lying spirit, get up and get out of God's people in Jesus' name. Get up in Jesus' name. Slanderers, no deception. Come on up out of there. No, no. All the homosexual stuff, the gossip, get up out of God's people. False teaching, come on up out of there. Guilt and shame and condemnation, get up out of there. Accusation, come on up out of there. Let's go. 
religious bondage come out in Jesus' name. All those perverse spirits come out, foolishness, come on up out of there. Spirit of the fool, get up out of there. No, homosexual, bestiality, molestation, get up out of there. Contention, get up and get out of there. Lust and promiscuity, get up out of there. Unholy spirit, ungodly. No, doctrine of error, get up and get out of God's people. In Jesus' name, come on the way out. No, spirit of whoredom, oh God, please break the yoke of whoredom. I break every yoke, not only of whoredom, but every spirit in every error that I've called out. I break those yokes. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we cut off all that bondage. In Jesus' name, unfaithfulness, adultery, get up and get out of there. Get up out of there. Move, move. All those demons that got the spirit, soul, and body trying to bind and try to destroy it, I rebuke you. Move, move. In Jesus' name, get up out of there. Move. All that dissatisfaction, come out of there. All that hold with them, come on up out of there. Love of money, come on up out of there. Move, move. Gladden, come on up out of there. Move, fornication, worldliness, come on up out of there. Stealing, come on up out of there. Move, move. I break every ungodly soul tie that are tied with anybody that are bound in these areas. Father, we come to you, and we're not coming to you because of our righteousness, but we cry out to you because you are a merciful God. Father, we pray that your compassion be poured out, your mercy be poured out on each and every one that are crying out to you. You are the deliverer. You are our high tower. You are very present help in the time of trouble. In the name of Jesus Christ, every one of you spirit, come out of there. Every spirit of anger, wrath, come on up out of there. Temper, contention, fighting, get out in Jesus' name. Murder, destruction, move, move, malice, fit, come out in Jesus' name. Every demon that are related to you, bitterness, jealousy, pride, envy, come out in Jesus' name. Resentment, come on up out of there. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Child abuse, divorce, come on out of there. Separation, unforgiveness, move. Season anger, come out of there. No paranoia, come on up out of there. Rave and rage, righteous indignation, come out of there. Vengeance, schizophrenia, get up out of there. Every spirit of loneliness, come out of there in Jesus' name. Every spirit of mourning and complaining, come out in Jesus' name. Every spirit that are tied into pride and divides the mold, Orion, and all that stuff, we break every yoke. And we ask you, God, to do exceeding abundant beyond what we can think and ask in bringing these people's freedom. Strife, get up out of there. All those spirits of discord, get up out of there. Bickering, railing, competing. In Jesus' name, quarreling, dispatch, opposition, come out of there. No, feud, friction, get up out of there. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, debating, come on up out of there. Come on up out of there. Arguing, squabbling, warfare, come on up out of there. Hostility, get up out of there. Back, come back. Get up and get out of the wall. Get up and get out of the struggling clash. Come out of there. Jealousy, spite. Get up out of there. End the malice. Come out in Jesus' name. Wrath. Come out in Jesus' name. Unforgiveness. Come out. All those tail bearing spirits. Come out in Jesus' name. The spirit of a tail bearer. Come out in Jesus' name. Get out of there, gossip. Get out of that bitterness. False burden. False responsibility. No, no. All those spirits of the tail bearer, accuser of the brethren, we break that curse of accuser of the brethren. They're trying to disrupt, stop, and shut down all of God's people that are trying to fight and intend to fight. Cursing, deception, come on up out there. False compassion, move. All the curses that the witches and warlocks have sent. Father, we pray that they be nullified, and in the name of Jesus Christ, according to Luke 9, uh, 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 
1019, we break every curse. We render them powerless. Every psychic power, every prayer, everything that's sent, we render them powerless in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, put angels between them and lead your people out. Every demon, put wall of fire, put light, clouds this between those demons. And, Father, we pray as you bring your children out like you did the children of Israel, Father, we pray that the enemy be slowed down and defeated in the same path. This is mockery. I rebuke you. Impotence, fight. Get up out of there in Jesus' name. All that cruelty, get up and get out of there. Move. Double-minded, vengeance, unforgiveness, boasting, evil speaking, all those things that work with the tail arrow. Corrupt communication, get up out of there. No self-control, come out in Jesus' name. Wounds, all that poison that come through the tail bearer. Come on up out of there. Discard, come on up out of there. Muddling, come on up out of trouble. Move, move. Forward mouth, come on up out of there. False tongue, false witness, few. Get up out of there. Broken heart, no loneliness, deceiver, busybody. Come out of God's people. We don't want you. We don't need you. Unforgiveness, come on up out of there. No, no, in Jesus' name. Raven wolf, marriage-breaking spirit, come out of there. All the marriage-breaking spirit, Father, all the witchcraft that are sent against the marriage, all the psychic powers that are coming from uh, uh, the bloodless group in the name of Jesus Christ that are sent to destroy the marriage. Oh, God, we pray in Jesus' name that the yoke is broken, that you fight till the yoke is broken, that you stand up and fight for the marriage because you hate the voice, oh, God. Fight, oh, God, to the snares broken in every believer's marriage. I escape like a bird out of the nest. I cut off all the marriage breaking spirit. I break the yoke of marriage breaking spirit off all of the of the marriage, the believers' marriage that are seeking help. Father, I break the yoke of every young man, boy, girl that the enemy has snared in the evil time. I break those yokes. And oh God, we pray that you bring your children out. We break the curse of the vibes of the pride that's rooted in the vibes and mold. Uh, the big pride, the little pride, uh, 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 Orion, get up and out of there, the crown of pride, the foot of pride, get out in Jesus' name, pride of life, move the serpent, come on up out of there, move, 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 up and out, bands of Orion, we break them in Jesus' name, not by power of our might, but by the spirit of the Lord, willingness, get up out of there in Jesus' name, arrogant, get out in Jesus' name, self-awareness, get out, hardiness, come out in Jesus' name, move. Spirit of the world, vanity, come out of there. Move. Perfectionism, come on up out of there. Self-seduction, come on up out of there. Conceited, move. Pride in knowledge, come on out. Pride in look. Get up and get out of there. High look, come out in Jesus' name. Move, 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 move. All those spirits of self-esteem, come on up out of there. Pride in achievement, come on up out of there. Pride in justification, come on up out of there. Move, move, move. Get up out of there. Evil heart, self-will, judgmental spirit, come out. Every one of you. Cut them, angel. Cutting criticism tongue. Stiff-necked. Come on, stubborn. Move. Critical spirit. Cursing. Come on up out of there. I rebuke you. Stiff-necked and hard-hearted and unteachable. Boasting. All those power spirits. Come on up out of there. Flattering. Come on up out of there. Move. Unsubmissive. Idolatry. Come out of God's people in the name of Jesus. We cry for mercy, O oh God. We cry for grace. We pray, pray that you send angel. Proud and hearted. Scorning. Come on up out of there. All that destruction that's tied in the pride. Come on up out of sorrow. Come on up out of there. Move, 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 move. Get up out of passivity. And all the spirit that went with passivity. Vagabond spirit. Come all the way out. Every spirit of the vagabond, the one, the poverty that's tied in there. Sadness, suicide, sickness, rejection, false hope. Come on up out of there. Spirit of your cut. Every one of you spirits, come out of there. 
every religious deception. Father, please break every yoke and drive everyone out. Your word says, whatever we ask in Jesus' name, you would do. Every spirit of destruction, come on about. Every spirit that are tied into addiction of all kinds, Father, drive them all the way out. But you rule in heaven and earth. Oh, God, you created heaven and earth. You rule in heaven and earth and in the kingdom of man. In the name of Jesus Christ, break these powers. All the spirits of lust that are trying to destroy God's people, we break the yoke of lust. We pray that every individual go free from every spirit of lust, fornication, pornography, adultery, uh, homosexuality, lesbianism, all the stuff that the enemy is bringing to try to destroy God's people and all the deception with them. Father, we pray that you please be merciful and drive them out. Uh, open up every understanding. Sickness and diseases, all those demons that are trying to slow the believers down and destroy them through diseases, all the curses of diseases, all the curses of the sick, of, of sickness, cancer, all that stuff, high blood pressure, heart disease, we break those yokes in Jesus' name. Every allergy, every spirit of Ahab and Jezebel, we rebuke you. All the spirits that working in that stuff, we command you to go. All those spirits of error, come on, of a religious error, all the Babylonian spirits, come out in Jesus' name. Spirits of Baal, pride of Satan, come on up out of there. No, 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 come out in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh, God, please carry every one of these things out. Your word said, we that not, we, those that seek, find, those that knock, open. Father, we come to you, and I cry out to you as I stand in the gap for every individual that is seeking help. Father, have mercy on everyone according to your loving kindness, according to your mother, too, of tender mercy. You're able to do more than what we can think. Father, please. Just as you brought Israel out, bring them out with a mighty stretched out hand. Father, just as you sent the angel of your presence to bring light out, oh, God, get every individual the freedom and get them safely. Those that are lingering, Father, we pray that you do them just like light. Magnify your mercy, oh, God, and, and, and just put them on out of abundance. Every spirit of rest and develop, we break your power. All those demons that won't let God keep us, uh, 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 grow up in Jesus' name, daddy and little boy, daddy and little girl. No, no, all those demons that are controlling the thought, manipulation, uh, no, not responsible. No, kicking, streaming to get my way. Two, all those demons that won't let them be the men and women that they need, even in the marriages and stuff. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, God, you alone is our deliverer. Father, I trust you. I cry out to you to break every yoke that's in every life that needs breaking. Father, to drive out every spirit that needs to be driven out. Oh, God, please don't turn your children away. Oh, God, I cry to you, oh, God, please. Create in every individual a new heart. Watch, cleanse, and do exactly what needed for us to get freedom and walk in your way, oh, God, so that we will love you with all of our mind, with our heart, and with our soul. Oh, God, so that we hate the old way and, and hate the old sin that, 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 that once was walked in, oh, God, and repent so that Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, can teach us, the Holy Spirit can teach us, oh, God, and we receive the ministry of deliverance, the third part of Jesus' ministry, which has been forsaken or laid aside by many well-meaning brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, that have gone and doing many other good things, oh God, but has has really lost out on this blessed part of deliverance, oh God. We pray that all the blindness, we rebuke and break them off. 
that had blind God's people. Every wicked demon that was called them to doubt afterward and just 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 go back and and say that there's no need for the living. We break that yoke and command every one of those spirits out. Now, oh God, I know that there are many things that we didn't get a chance to call out or to run out, but as a sovereign, omnipotent God, that you'd run everything out of every one of your children that need to be run out, for you are our deliverer. You are high power of every present help in time of trouble. And you say you hear the cry of the prisoners. Please, oh God, Bring us out and heal the broken heart and undo the heavy burden and let the let their captive let the captive go free. O oh God, those that have received freedom for Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, our perfect example, said, "If I by the finger of God cast out devils, Father, your Son is the one, and you're the one that runs spirits out. No doubt, the kingdom of God comes in." We pray that every place where these spirits have left from, that the kingdom of God will go into those places in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, as the word of God says, but joy, peace, righteousness, and the Holy Spirit. We pray in Jesus' name that, that the Holy Spirit will go into every place where these demons have left from, Joy, peace, righteousness, and the Holy Spirit. Let it be like a leaven that will leaven everything in Jesus Christ's name. We thank you. Amen. Amen. And uh, you've been listening to Omega Man Radio Network tonight. Uh, Pastor James, it is uh, always an honor and a pleasure to have you on. Uh, before you go, will you give out uh, contact information on how people can reach you and support your ministry? Praise the Lord. Well, it's it's it's... Uh, it's a uh, greater blessing to me, Shannon, to try to help uh, the lost people. That's what I would like to do with every fiber left in my in my body until it's time to go home to rescue those that don't know Jesus and bring them to salvation, the message of salvation, healing, and deliverance, and discipleship. Uh, uh, we are right out of Chicago area, the west suburban in Chicago. We are probably about 15 minutes from O'Hare Field. Uh, the name of the church is called Out Assembly Church. Our number there is 708-446-9745. Our address is 1370 West North Avenue, Merrill's Park, Illinois, 60160. Uh, we meet on Sunday mornings at 11 o'clock and on Tuesdays at uh, uh, 7 o'clock. 11 o'clock on Sundays, Tuesdays at 7. And if you need help in deliverance areas, uh, if you come through, uh, we do do deliverance in, in, in every service or after every service. And, and we'll be praying for you that you get the freedom that you need. Hopefully, there's been something said that has enlightened you and really been a blessing because that's that's our motive. We I'm, I'm not here for any other reason but to uh, get people's life rightly related to Jesus Christ and that you can serve him in freedom and follow Jesus Christ. And thank you, Shannon, for uh, uh, opening up their ways and trying to reach God people also. Well, again, it's an honor and a pleasure. We love and appreciate you. And, uh, Pastor James, will you be speaking at the upcoming men's conference next weekend? 
Yes, I, I will. And um, the message that the Lord has really put on my heart, I, 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 I know without a shadow of a doubt that the Lord put me in the pulpit to minister. I don't do the best job of it, but uh, uh, the message that the Lord has put on my heart, I trust and hope that the men that can get there, not just for the message that I'm going to preach, but because all the messages usually are good messages, those preachers that there, I'm just so blessed by all the messages that come out. But the message that the Lord has laid on my heart, I believe it will uh, uh, help us brothers, our men and our leaders, to begin to get some errors straight so that we can be those godly men that the Lord wants us to be and be leaders and get a lot of the stuff that destroyed has been destroyed in our life back on track. Praise God. Folks, the uh, conference I'm talking about is uh, a men's deliverance workshop. Uh, It's going to be next weekend, I believe, uh, next weekend, the week of 26th, 27th. You can go to hbcdelivers.org for information on that. Pastor James Mobile will be one of the guest speakers there. So if you'd like to meet him in person and you're in that area, I would encourage you to go on up uh, to the men's conference. Uh, Pastor James, it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you on, and uh, God bless you, and we'll see you the Lord willing next week. God bless you too, Shannon, and we are praying for you and your ministry. Thank you very much, brother. Folks, that was Pastor James Mobley. This program will be available up in MP3 um, tonight. If you missed it uh, in its entirety, I would challenge you to go download it, send it to your friends. Now, I'm going to take a short break, and then I'm going to come back, and I'm going to pull a audio out of the archives. Uh, thanks to Chuck Holtzhauser, uh, some months ago he sent me a rare treasure uh, he had the opportunity maybe 25 years ago to do some ministry with Pastor Wynn Worley, and um, it's a great uh, interview that I'm going to play here uh, momentarily. So I'm sure you'll be blessed, and I'm going to be bringing more of these out of the archives um, as we uh, have the opportunity to do so. Again, this is a live program. I also want to remind people that we do have the 96K stereo stream going on right now. If you'd like to listen to this in digital quality, uh, go over there and uh, check that out. Uh, it's it's really awesome, and uh, you know, just very excited about uh, the future. Okay, so we're going to go to a uh, short break here, and then I'm going to queue up this uh, audio file from the the vault. operate in the threefold ministry of Jesus Christ and take evangelism, deliverance from demons, and miracle healing to the world. If you would like to partner with us, you can support this work by donating any amount online at OmegaManRadio.com. Join us in an all-out attack against the hosts of hell. It's time to deliver a death blow to the enemy and take back territory for Jesus. Tell a friend and support Omega Man Radio. Shannon Davis, the Omega Man. 
Terry Charles Holtzhauser interviewing Wynn Worley. This is a seminal tape here. You're going to enjoy it. Uh, if you miss this program in its entirety, it is going to be up in the MP3. I would uh, encourage you to go back and listen to the entire broadcast tonight. Pastor James Mobley uh, brought a meat of the word tonight. And uh, earlier today, it was my pleasure to uh, have met uh, first time. Pastor David Langford of Voice of Evangelism Ministries. He came up to the uh, the Mega Man Studio here. We uh, we had lunch today. He treated me, and um, we had some time of fellowship and talked about some internet technologies. Uh, great fellowship, great man of God. Check out his website ministry, voiceofevangelism.com. Excuse me, thevoiceofevangelism.com. Got to put a T-H-E in front of it. And uh, up in the archives, I have an early bird show. We, we did about an hour of interview today. Um, had an opportunity to, to pray for some callers, too. And so, praise God, it was a great uh, time in the Lord. Go over there and check that out. Now, let me get over to the, um, the queue and uh, enjoy this uh, tape. Charles Holtzhauser interviewing Wynn Worley. This is Pastor Holtzhauser speaking, and I trust that this tape cassette entitled Reverend Wynn Worley Interviewed will serve to edify the body of Christ, serve to increase the knowledge that God's people need to have concerning the powers of darkness that the Lord has commissioned us to come against. The interview was taped at the studios of the Gospel Revival Church of God and has been prepared and distributed exclusively for you. It's my prayer now that this message will serve to bless your life. Here now, the interview between myself and Reverend Wynn Worley. Reverend Worley, so good of you to come and to be with us this morning on the broadcast. I wonder if you might come at this time and to extend a word of greeting and a word of blessing to our listeners this morning. It's a real blessing and privilege to be here and to Bring you greetings from the saints at the Hegwish Baptist Church in Highland, Indiana, just south of Hammond. And we have a continuing deliverance ministry. We have salvation, healing, and deliverance, and have had for some years now. And the Lord is blessing in a wonderful way, and we're glad to share it across the country to those who are willing to listen. Brother Worley, I personally have read the three books that you have been, by the grace of God, able to get into the hands of the Christian community. I understand there is a fourth one on the way, but many of our listeners this morning have read these books, others that may have heard of them and have not gotten to them as yet. I wonder if you might spend a few moments commenting on the books, how they came to be, and how that you feel God is using them to bring to pass the power of the Holy Ghost in this aspect of the ministry of Jesus Christ, the ministry of deliverance. 
well, Battling the Host of Hell was the first book written. It was written in, um, it's been out the longest, of course, and it is the basic book and tells the story of how God threw a small Southern Baptist church into deliverance headlong and then later into the gifts of the Spirit and moved us into a tremendous uh, ministry that has spread out all over the country now. And then the, the supplement to that book is called Conquering the Host of Hell. And then the third book is called Demolishing the Host of Hell. And the fourth book that's getting ready to go to the printers now is called Annihilating the Host of Hell, the Battle Royal. And it's a continuing story of destruction of the enemy. Jesus was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. And this is exactly what we are doing and teaching other believers everywhere to do. And the books are good workbooks to help people to get into deliverance. Many people have gone into deliverance ministry by using the books as guides. And uh, we just praise the Lord for what he's doing. He's using the books and the tapes to do this. Brother Willard, we have featured here at the Gospel Revival Church of God the three books that already are in print, and of course we'll be expecting to receive a shipment of the fourth book as soon as it is uh, been produced. But I wonder for the benefit of our listeners this morning, could you give to them the address that they might write to to acquire these books and these tapes for themselves? Yes, if they want to contact us directly, they can write to uh, just HBC, just the initials, HBC, uh, Box 626, Lansing, Illinois, 60438. That's Box 626, Lansing, Illinois, 60438. And we have books, tapes, and tracks on deliverance. We have about 46 or 47 tracks on deliverance that have been extracted from the books. And these, too, have been used across the country. We have tapes that are, when people listen to them, they receive deliverance in their living room, in their cars, wherever they're listening, and the demons begin to manifest and come out of them. And uh, this is something we didn't anticipate when we made the tapes, but they are being used of the Lord in this way, and we just praise the Lord for it. Reverend Willie, I want to ask you uh, this morning a question that I believe is on the hearts and minds of many of our listeners, a question of terms. We hear the terms vexed, we hear the terms oppressed, we hear the terms possessed, we hear the terms demonized. I wonder if you might comment on those four terms, perhaps define them for us if you would, and give a word of explanation to help to edify the members of the body of Christ who are listening in right now. Well, the confusion has come over the English translation. There is no confusion in the Greek. If you go back to the Greek New Testament, you will find that there are only a few expressions used concerning demons. One says to be demoned, to be demonized, and to be demoned, and or to have a demon. Now, those three expressions, to be demoned, to be demonized, or to have a demon, are the only ones used, and they are translated in our English translation as possessed, vexed, to have a demon, or in this, this manner. Now, the thing that usually causes so much problem is possession. If you talk with people about having a demon, they immediately say, you think I'm possessed, and they become all upset, when actually it's very unlikely that they're possessed because uh, possession is a term that's much more inclusive than the original language indi indicated at all. 
For instance, if I had a house and I said I have possession of the house, you would understand that I meant that I could go into every room, every closet, into the basement, into every cupboard, into the attic. I would have free access to every part of that house if I had possession. On the other hand, if I had, if I said to you, I have possession of the closet under the stairway, then you would understand me to have relative freedom within that closet. But in other parts of the house, I would be either restricted or it would be strictly off limits to me. The demons operate in highly specialized areas of the life. And so possession is not the best term. As a matter of fact, for a believer, since his spirit is sealed by the Holy Spirit, it's impossible for him to be possessed. Thank you very much. In the in the sixth chapter of the book that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus, he makes this statement, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, or our conflict is not with man, but with principalities, with powers, with the rulers of darkness of this world, with wicked spirits in high places. Now, it seems to me, Reverend Worley, this morning, that there are listed four specific categories of demonic power or demonic influence. I wonder if you'll mind comment on those four categories and perhaps share with us some of the experiences that you have had in dealing with members of those various categories. Well, there definitely are ranks of angelic uh, persons that were cast out of heaven with Lucifer, and the highest ranking ones seem to be those in the rank of principality. And as you mentioned in, in Ephesians, Paul mentions principalities and powers. In other places, it's also mentioned thrones, dominions, world rulers, kings and princes are also mentioned. And these are all angelic ranks. Uh, I think I've talked with representatives of most of these segments, and they do have varying ranks of power. The principalities usually are the ancient ones. It comes from a word that we get our word archaeology or archaic from, meaning the ancient ones, and they uh, seemingly have the most power. They have delegated authority from Lucifer. Uh, in Luke 10:19, it says, Behold, I give you power. The word is authority or power, delegated authority over all the power of the delegated authority of the enemy. And the principalities have their authority delegated from Lucifer. And then uh, the powers, thrones, dominions, world rulers, kings and princes are likewise involved in the uh, superstructure. And the demonic hierarchy is highly stratified. And as you move into battle with them, you learn that some are stronger than others, some have more authority, and it depends on their degree of power and authority how much power it takes to blast them loose. But the name of Jesus is sufficient. But you must be persistent, and in all cases, they must yield to the name of Jesus, although they will resist this savagely. A defeated army can put up quite a scrap if they decide to go all out in fighting. And you have to remember that the enemy must report to Satan and report their failure, and this accounts for their savage resistance to being put to flight by believers armed with the name and the authority of Jesus Christ. Brother Worley, our time for this morning's broadcast is rapidly winding down. We've got about two and a half minutes to go. I wonder if before we leave this morning, first of all, would you come and be back with us again on tomorrow's broadcast? I'd be happy to. Look forward to that then. But before we leave the air today, 
in the closing minutes of the broadcast, I believe in my spirit there are persons looking in that recognize, by the grace of God, their very own need for the power of the Holy Ghost in their life to minister Bible deliverance. And I would like to ask you to come, sir, one more time and pray a prayer. The Bible says when you pray by faith, believing all things are possible. For those precious listeners looking in right now that know that they need Bible deliverance, would you pray that God minister this power to them right here over the air? Father in heaven, we come and we ask on behalf of those of your children who realize that they are under the power and influence from time to time of forces that are twisting and hindering their their work for you, their growth, those that are producing uh, compulsive behavior within them. We bind those wicked spirits. Satan, we rebuke you from the authority of the third heaven, high above Satan, high above principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, world rulers, kings, and princes. I bind your power over those who are listening, whose hearts are open to the Lord, and who have a deep desire to be free. We bind your wicked spirits and command you to loose the people and let them go in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Satan, we come against the inherited curses that are upon the people, and particularly against the curse of Leviathan. I break the curse of Leviathan over the people who are listening, and if it's in the family, I break it even back to ten generations on both sides of the family, destroy every legal hold, every legal ground, and Leviathan, you are bound, you come out of the people now, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Brother Wally, so good of you to come back and to be with us again this morning on the broadcast, and I should like, sir, to pick up the interview where we left off yesterday, we had touched lightly on the subject of body, spirit, and mind. And uh, this morning, for the benefit of our listeners, I wonder if you mind enlarge upon these terms, and perhaps you can give us some insight into how demon powers operate in these areas of the human being. One of the problems that people have concerning deliverance is that uh, they have difficulty believing that a Christian can have a demon. And actually, uh, this is due to a misconception of scriptures. No scripture says that a Christian cannot have a demon in the first place. Uh, those that quote the scriptures uh, glibly and say that the Holy Spirit can't coexist and so forth are merely twisting scriptures because it simply doesn't say it. And as a matter of fact, it isn't true. Many people are deceived by it. But let me see if I can put it on a level that everyone could grasp it. Uh, we, as be uh, human beings, are three-part beings, body, soul, and spirit. I think anyone who studies the scriptures, to any degree at all, would understand that to be a true statement. We are body, soul, and spirit. And we need to examine and think about what part of us is saved at the moment we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior. Now, I think most people would say, well, uh, you could say, is my body saved? Well, no, it's still having some problems. And the body, you see, is controlled by the soul. The soulish area is mind, will, and emotions. Our minds are certainly not saved. They are still having difficulty and being made over into the image of God's dear Son. 
as we move into the Word of God, into spiritual gifts and exercises to prepare us to be what God wants us to be. But our minds have certainly not been made perfect yet. Our wills are not always set in the direction God wants us to go, for we still have difficulty to will correctly, even though we've been born again. Our emotions have not been made over yet completely, for in the emotions, emotional area, we do not always react correctly emotionally to every situation that we meet. So that leaves only our spirit, which has been is the area that has definitely been saved. Now, the spirit of man is where God is operating. The scripture in the New Testament, we are told that the Holy Spirit himself is the seal of our inheritance, and he himself constitutes the earnest or the legal down payment to guarantee God will keep the purchasing agreement. And as we receive Christ, the Holy Spirit himself moves in to seal us against the day of redemption. Now, this is not only confirmed by Scripture, but the enemy himself has conceded on numerous occasions that he was unable to even so much as touch the Spirit or the seal of the Spirit, and certainly he could not do anything about it. Now, the Spirit, we pray out of our Spirit with a language that God gives us when we are baptized in the Spirit, and this is the pure language. Everyone who has experienced this, who is knowledgeable in the area of spiritual gifts, will concede that when you pray out of the Spirit, you are praying a perfect prayer. You are praying with an unction that is not the same and uh, as other areas of prayer. And so the Spirit itself is where the sealing takes place. Now, if you understand that the demons are operating in the area of the soul, the mind, the will, the emotions, which control in turn the body, then you're on the way to understanding the concept of how the demons operate and why they're causing difficulty. Now, demons have uh, their tracks, or literally, in our lives. You can spot them and spot their activity, for they, they drive, they harass, they torment, and they produce compulsive behavior. And this compulsive behavior will cause us to slow down, to stop or reverse in our spiritual growth and progress. And this is how you generally spot the working of a demon and know that there is one there. He is giving evidence of his presence. And then he must be ferreted out and rooted out in the name of Jesus. And God has made a remedy for this. People are not automatically delivered of spirits when they are saved. They think they are, but this is not a, a scriptural concept at all. The means for deliverance is certainly there, but it must be exercised. If you uh, are going to say that every person is delivered of every spirit the moment they get saved, then you must also, if you're going to follow the same logic and be consistent, you must say that every person in the world is saved. But Jesus paid the price to buy the entire world and the sins of the whole world are covered by his blood. But only those who accept and receive and take part in this uh, redemption are, the, are saved. Likewise, those who have been saved, the provision has been made for their deliverance, but it must be procured and accepted and received and sought after, even as salvation. 
Brother Rody, the Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And uh, I wonder if you might come, sir, and to explain to our listeners this morning some of the things that God's people need to be aware of, some of the things that God's people need to refrain from to uh, ensure themselves as uh, a people that are, are, are sanctified before God, people that are separated from the influences of these demonic powers. And while you're gathering your thoughts on that question, I should like to take the listeners with us right now into a live service. They'll actually hear a demon spirit speaking. I was casting out demon powers from a woman who claimed to be born again, claimed to be saved by the power of God, and yet demonic influence was still a very uh, vital, a very significant aspect of her overall being. I'd like the listeners to listen as these demon powers speak, and then when you come back, to come and to explain to us what should we watch out for. The earth, things under the earth. You are defeated, devil. You are, oh, you can spit and curse all you want, but you are defeated, and tonight you're coming out. You're coming out tonight. God brought you all the way here from Brooklyn to cast you out. You had no power to stop this woman from coming here. You had no power. You tried to stop her, but you couldn't stop her. Because God wanted her to be in this service tonight. And God's going to give us the victory over you. Hallelujah. Who do you think has her down and sick that she can't walk? I know who. You do. That's right. I'm going to keep her there. Tonight's her night. I'm not going to go to church anymore. I'm going to keep her. Devil, you are a liar. You are a liar. What is your name? Find out. You know it all. I'm talking to you, Satan. What is your name? I'm talking to you, too. You know it all. Find out for yourself. You know it all. You know God's word said I have more power than you. <laughs> the hell <of> God. <laughs> you know God has given me power over you, and tonight you're coming out. Tonight you're coming out. See who's stronger, me or you. You get tired. If I have to wrestle you till tomorrow morning, I'll be here, devil. Nah, you won't. <laughs> I'm going to cast you out and walk in dry places. You know what's in those dry places? You can't even... Pastor Holtzhouse is speaking. You are in tune to the Gospel Revival Hour. My very special guest with me this morning, Reverend Wynn Worley, the pastor of the Hedgewish Baptist Church. Brother Worley, what should the Christian be aware of? What things should they refrain from to better ensure themselves against the powers of darkness. One of the one of the areas that of course we must refrain from of course is sin. I would presume that would go without um, speaking to most Christians. You understand that habitual sin is one of the quickest ways to open the door for evil spirits to attack you in your body and in your mind, your soul, your soulish area. Now, other, there are other things that you can do that are very foolish and hurtful. The occult is perhaps one of the worst areas that you can become involved in. And the occult area has been upgraded by the devil and has been given new names, and it's now called parapsychology. And so people are studying it in college and universities, and therefore they are uh, supposedly have made it nice and right which is not true at all, because God has put the death penalty on every single form and practice of the occult. If you read the Bible, you will find that God universally disclaims the uh, abominations of the occult. Every occult practice carries the death penalty without exception. 
And if you dabble in it, you have come under a curse from God to the third and fourth generation. This is because when you reach out for supernatural power and knowledge through the occult, you are literally reaching out to other gods, and God has put a third and fourth generation curse on everyone who dares to do this. That means that when you played with the Ouija board, you were cursed, your children were cursed, your grandchildren were cursed, your great-grandchildren were cursed. That means that when you consulted the horoscopes and astrology charts, you were cursed, your children were cursed, your grandchildren were cursed, your great-grandchildren were cursed, and there you go, right on down the right on down the list. And every area of the occult is this way. Any kind of witchcraft, karate, the martial arts, uh, the psychics, all kinds of psychic phenomena, spiritualism, all of these areas will open you wide open to many harmful and hurtful spirits that will have to be dislodged in Jesus' mighty name, for there is no other way to set you free except the mighty name of Jesus. Reverend Worley, so good of you to come and to be with us again this morning. I wonder if you might come once again and extend a word of greeting and blessing to our listeners. And then, sir, I'd like you to comment on a question that's oftentimes put to me. People come and they will say that in the Scriptures, Jesus oft-times rebuked demon spirits to speak, and yet we know from the ministry of deliverance, certainly from your own ministry, sir, that many times demon spirits are actually engaged in conversation. Will you comment on that, please, for us this morning? Yes, this is a very common thing that people are imagining that Jesus forbade that you ever speak with demons at all. And they point out, well, Jesus forbade the demon to speak. But the thing they fail to do is to read the rest of the scripture. The next verse tells you why. It says that he forbade them to speak because they knew who he was. The thing that Jesus did was to refuse to allow the demons to let the world know prematurely that he was indeed the very Son of God. If you read the Gospel accounts carefully, you'll find that within a week to ten days after his deadly enemies knew that he indeed was claiming to be the Messiah, the very Son of God, they had him on a cross. And the demons began from the very first part of his ministry to proclaim who he was. The one in the synagogue stood up and said, We know who you are, thou son of David, the son of God. And he forbade him to speak. And uh, this is the reason that Jesus told them not to speak, not because he was opposed to demon speaking, but because they were going to give away the fact that he was indeed the Son of God, and by doing this prematurely, they would precipitate his enemies' attack on him before his ministry on earth was finished. And this was the one and the only reason. Now, we are at war. You wouldn't know it by most churches, but we are at war. Uh, the Bible is full of war. God, our God, is a God of war. In Old and New Testament, we are told that uh, we are at, in a spiritual war. The entire Bible is a handbook of warfare on how to defeat the devil. Now, Christians are to be the ones armed with the weapons of warfare that will defeat and destroy the works of the devil. And we are to be the ones who charge the enemy, attack him, and in warfare, you capture enemy troops at times. And the thing you do with enemy troops, you interrogate them. 
you find out what they know. It would be foolish to say, well, this enemy troop, uh, these enemy troops we've captured uh, know a great deal about the enemy and the strategy and the weapons and so forth that he has, but they would lie to us because they're enemies and they would seek to deceive us. Therefore, we will not question them at all. How foolish. No army operates on that basis. Every army that has ever been will interrogate the army that they capture. The higher the rank of the officers, the more information they have that can be wrung from them and checked out and used against the enemy. And this is exactly what God purposes in this. You say, well, I'll just depend on the Lord. Well, the Lord will supply some things, but he also allows you to force information from the enemy. It's very humiliating for the enemy himself to give up information, which he should not give up, but can be pressured under spiritual pressure to give up and use this same, this same information to defeat him. Now, this sort of thing was done over and over again, and we have found it to be extremely successful. And people who shut off the demons and say, we will not allow them to speak under any circumstances, we will not allow them to manifest, they also don't get the demons out. Reverend Worley, we have with us here in the studio a tape, cassette, a tape that was taped of you dealing with a person who was demonized. You were casting demon spirits out. In fact, the tape will serve to illustrate, I believe, that which you just explained. I'd like to invite our listeners to go with us by way of this tape into that service. And when we come back, would you be prepared, sir, to answer the question as to why it is that there is such opposition against the deliverance ministry among the ministers and the members of the charismatic movement. Right now, listeners, you and I, with Reverend Worley, are right there listening as demon spirits are cast out in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Come out there. No. Come right out of here. I can't. Why not? Why not? Because. Why not? Why not? No one can't. Am I going to have to love you now? No. I break the curses that bind you into this very innermost being. Yes, yes. I cut those cords in Jesus' name. I cut all the ungodly soul highs that give you power and bind you and feed you in Jesus' name. I order them cut. Now I order civil war. In the I order the demons to attack one another. Now, in Jesus' name, I want them to just be destroying each other. Put fear and suspicion in their minds against each other. Have them fall upon each other and destroy, destroy. You're programmed to destroy, demon. Come on. You're programmed to destroy, yes. yes. Destroy the leader first. No. Destroy the leader first, demons. Attack. Charge. Charge. He's the enemy. Charge. 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 Throw him out. Charge. Throw him out. 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 More. 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 Charge. 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 Let's have civil war. Let's have civil war. I order all out civil war in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Come on. Come on. All out civil war. Attack. 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 Throw the little ones. The little ones. Throw him out. Throw him out. Quick. Lest you go to the fire. 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 Leave me alone. Cut that ruler loose. Angel, go in there and cut him loose. Cut him loose. Now, attack. Attack. You're programmed to destroy. Of course. Now destroy the enemy. No, I won't. Destroy each I other. Destroy That's an order. That's an order. No, I, I gave you an order in no. the mighty name of Jesus Christ. 
from the power of the third heaven in Jesus' name. Go away, you foul man. You keep coming back. You've got work to do in your office. Go away. I'm comforting you. Leave me alone. I don't need your comfort. Don't you see? Why do you have to go to New York? You're always going to be crying and going Sticking his big fat hand in the things that are you're not your concern. They are my concern. No, they're not. Yes, I have a commission. You, I don't care. <laughs> my commission has come from. It has a no, seal on it. Do you want no. to see it? We're going to destroy everything. Are you really? Yes, we are. We're working tooth and nail, Willie. You're right about that. Mm. Did you Did you notice what I said tonight? I don't care. You've got to stop binding those spirits. Don't you understand? How about no. loose things? No, leave them alone. We lose the spirit of God on you. In Jesus' name, now. Angels, come in. No, no. Will that answer the sound of judgment? Will that answer the sound of judgment? Leave them alone. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. That is our realm. Well, praise the Lord. That may be their realm now, but God is raising up an army to come against them in the mighty name of Jesus to bring down the strongholds of Satan and to give the victory to the church of a living God. Reverend Worley. Amen. And uh, that's an excerpt that I'm going to continue uh, here in just a moment. But uh, for you to continue to be able to hear that, you're going to need now to switch over to the stereo stream. Uh, the link is I'm putting in the chat room. It's also up on my Facebook page at the very top of my wall. If you'll click on that link, it'll take you to a little mini player. Hit the play button, and you'll be able to continue with me um, as the blog talk is about to go off the air. And uh, you can listen to 96K stereo stream. You don't need any special hardware, just your computer speakers. So I would invite you to switch over now. And um, for those of you who have been listening on Blog Talk Radio, God bless you. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night. John Kyle will be on delivering a word. That will be at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, check out OmegaManRadio.com. Uh, Dr. Pat Holiday, MiracleInternetChurch.com, PatHoliday.com. Uh, to get some great Win Worley books, www.publications.com. And uh, as always, these programs are free. Download them out of the MP3 archive at the conclusion of each program. You can go to uh, blogtalkradio.com slash omegamanradio.rss. Get all 195 <laughs> shows, something like that. <laughs> all right, guys, I'll see you on the... Uh, stream here momentarily goodbye blog talk see you all tomorrow night thank you for listening to omega man radio our mission is to operate in the threefold ministry of jesus christ and take evangelism deliverance from demons and miracle healing to the world if you would like to partner with us you can support this work by donating any amount online at omegamanradio.com Join us in an all-out attack against the hosts of hell. It's time to deliver a death blow to the enemy and take back territory for Jesus. Tell a friend and support Omega Man Radio.